0: I watched the trailer for the new Han Solo movie at 5.30 in the morning on the toilet and cried like a baby.
1: I've just been on on the edge to where, like, you want uh, chicken on your salad? No, I don't want fucking chicken on my salad! (laughs) That's (laughs) what I want to do! (laughs)
0: I'm just left to just be my own, like, cesspool of just, like, depression and anger and angst, you know, while she's just, like, sunshine and takes care of everything.
1: I needed to, to hurt, <laughs> like, oh. painfully as possible in my throat. I'm just, like, sexy. Six in our cracks!
0: All right, we are live. Welcome to Long Walk, Short Drink, Episode Forty Five, Colt Forty Five. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Great Long Walkers. It's the Colt Forty Five Special. This is <laughs> this is Palmer oh. podcasting from uh, Dayton, Ohio,
1: and this is Dave podcasting at you from Northfield, Minnesota.
0: Welcome, Long Walkers. It is so fucking great to be here. Yes, I was. I was needing this. (laughs) I know. It's like I. So I text earlier today. Like, are we still recording? Because we've we've grown. We've mentioned this a few times, but we've kind of grown into this. I I don't want to say that we've we're taking the show for granted because I don't think that's what it is. I mean, we're obviously still very appreciative. I feel that both both of us still are of the show, but we. We're like, well, we'll just talk about that on the show. So we don't, I feel like we have this like radio silence almost like (laughs) during the week where it's like, well, we'll just, I'll just save that for the show. And I forget (laughs) half the shit that happens during the week that I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. I should text this to Dave. No, I'll just save it for the show. Usually though, I've been better if I have the like, oh, I should text this to Dave. I'll just text it instead of, I used to be really bad about no, save it for the show. And then I would forget it. So, uh, but yeah. uh, that's why today like we had had that radio silence and i'm like let's see if he still wants yeah all right (laughs) thank goodness goodness. yeah Uh, i do that probably a
1: little bit too but i'm also just kind of a terrible i'm not good about reaching out (laughs) in general
0: oh yeah no
1: last night i almost did um because we went to see a a quiet place and i almost texted you just to tell you that just so you knew it because i knew we were talking or just for fun but I, for some reason, that was, I was totally guilty. I'm like, I'll just tell him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, uh, oh man, how was that? It was amazing. It was so cool. <laughs> it was,
0: Is it like super scary?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was very, I I actually am not sure. I can't think of the last time or if I've ever been so physically tense in a movie.
0: Oh man, Ash would not be able to handle no, it. No, she should not go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a
1: lot of jump scares too, uh, which I, I'm not a fan of jump scares, but it's very necessary for the, you know, conceit of the right. movie or premise of the movie.
0: And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was, I was very, very impressed. Well, there's nobody impressed. in Dayton to see scary movies with. And so I have to see them by myself and I feel oh. like just about anything I'll see by myself. I, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, but scary movies are definitely much more enjoyed with a per with at least one other person there, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So you can jump together and laugh together and like all that stuff. So it's really, it's, it it is super hard. Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> it is, uh, it is super hard though, to find somebody that wants to go see a scary movie anymore. So oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I wish I lived closer. <laughs> I, I wish you did too. That would be so amazing. I'm sorry. I'm trying to retweet our. Um, oh, no, go oh, ahead. There we go. Um, retweet our link to the live stream. That, there we go. That, that. And then that's done. Um, yeah, no, I, I am so absolutely thoroughly pumped for that movie. It looks so fantastic. And um, all the like. All the buzz around it. And like, I, I love the story that Emily Blunt tells where she finished the script and was like, essentially like made him fire the woman that he had cast to be his wife. It was like, no, I haven't to. Oh, be the woman. I hadn't you heard know? that. That's yeah. amazing. Well, she told the story like where she said that she had to do it, but I, somebody blur somewhere blurbed across, I forget who reported it, said that they had cast somebody and she didn't make him fire, but like she wanted to be the wife. So they recast, um,
1: that was a good move. I mean, she was amazing. They were both really, uh, really fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, notably so. I've been kind of, I don't know, I would had a bit of a bad taste in my mouth about John Krasinski, because I saw him, I think he was promoting that, he did some kind of war movie. Uh, uh, 13, 13 Hours. 13 Hours, yes, which I know zero about. Um, but in promoting that on one of the late night talk shows, he, he said something about save so many like this mission or whatever, save so many American lives. And it's silly, but that just bugged me. I'm like th- that. that and, and I'm sure this is not what he meant. It's like an innocent statement, but it, Got just stuck in my head. This like, what do you mean American lives? Like, so if there's two people standing next to each other, and someone dies, that's not American, it's not as important. Like their literally their life is not counted in the number. Whatever. I'm sure he meant none of that. Right. (laughs) But it just bugged me. And uh, yeah, completely. I mean, not irrational. I just explained it, but certainly not very well-founded fi- or justified like beef for me to have. Right. And, so, and I knew that, and I just hadn't had another sort of – okay yeah. I mean, like... okay, We have plenty of those. It's okay to have it.
0: I guess. I just felt like – It's not okay, but we have plenty of those. We have plenty of – I, I, was just like, I don't want to be why mad. do I, hate yeah. <laughs> I
1: know well like, I don't like Richard gear I don't need a reason I don't like the guy I don't have to <laughs> but uh, and that's based on nothing I just don't like th- this vibe
0: <laughs> See, <laughs> hipsters don't get it started on bicyclists or hipsters there's an hour right there gone yeah
1: but first I didn't want to be mad at John Krasinski I guess and I was kind of frustrated I had a couple of moments where I'm just like fuck this guy for some reason or other I don't know and I was like I don't want to feel that way so even seeing the previews for this movie, I was like, ah. for some reason, I started to resist seeing him in these kind of macho roles. Like he played Jack Ryan as well. I'm just like, okay, Jim from The Office, <laughs> which
2: is <so laughs> <shitty to> me.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, where do I, where does this resentment come
0: from? <laughs> like, why am yeah. I trying to deny him this? That's but, but because uh, we're dicks. Sometimes yeah. we're dicks.
1: That's oh, just- God. That's the other thing I've been repeating in my head like, i've done so much anyway that's another topic dicks it's been established uh but this movie helped me move past that like i was able oh, to sort of just reset my my krasinski uh <laughs> clock or something and so i'm back on board <laughs> he probably awesome. did an amazing job with them with that movie like it's uh it's i haven't seen that i've not seen that movie before yeah. you know in a, in a time of all these reboots and 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 remakes and everything's based on something this was i think an original idea someone I I'd guys misread. wrote it and then yeah.
0: he he finished it he like polished the script and i
1: had initially heard he wrote it and i was that was yeah. which i didn't that wasn't corrected for me until the cl- the, the closing credits I was like oh yeah even so but even just as a, a directorial
0: thing it Oh it no, really remarkable. it, it and, looks fantastic. Uh, so um I'm gonna unpack a couple things there. Yeah, uh the yeah. oh bef- be, let's crack our, our oh, beverage. Shit. Yeah. So uh long walkers, it is <laughs> our for all of our zero viewers right now, <laughs> uh it is episode forty-five. We decided to celebrate uh with a good old I have a 24 ounce Colt 45. Uh well, two I of got, those, so I can do I the double the 40. I can do the, and you oh, got a forty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. In a paper bag. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh man, so let's uh, let's crack this malt liquor. Yeah, it's the right. long walk, short drink, cold forty-five episode. On three, okay. three. Awesome. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, this gonna sir. Be like, this, we're going to be so fucking sloppy by the end of this episode.
1: Shout out to Pumps, actually, for from in the last episode. He suggested this.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't love it. <laughs> it's all right, though. It's not. I mean, it's not like you're. We're going to do the four loco test since I have the 24-ounce can. If I get to the bottom of this and the can is crushed at all the more crushed it is is the worse the the actual alcohol is oh you mean wait why
1: how does cuz you work? just
0: like you're just like so angry you have to keep drinking it you just like squeeze harder <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> uh, to
1: keep mine in the bag i'm going to see if i can try that
0: <clears throat> i actually had to go to three places to get this <laughs> see what the, like there's something against 40s i think nowadays
1: or a court 45 of any kind like i went to the started with the places on the way home that had the best selection i can't keep it in the bag so yeah um, uh whatever that phrase means i'm sure that's also true but um uh yeah i just i would go they didn't have any and i i had you know i i've had a f- just i've been i've been having a hard time just being a person keeping my shit together and um trying really hard to just like not Freak out at <laughs> moment to uh, moment, you know, just like so. Me when the lady asked me, Yeah, it's, it's like the, the lady asked, I mean, this is an exaggeration, but I've just been on on the edge to where, like, you want uh chicken on your salad, no, I
2: don't want fucking chicken on my
1: salad, <laughs> that's what I want to do, <laughs> <laughs> to just like everything that anyone will say, yeah. So, and I'm just like, and I you can't, and so I'm just like, you're constantly like, okay, okay, white knuckling it, and then uh. And then I'm on the way home, and I had thought about doing this, but I, and I was already running behind. I was like, fuck. And then I was like, you know what? We'll have a laugh about this. I should try. And I went to the first place, and they didn't have it. And then I was like, okay, that's all right. I don't want to be any more late. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to try other places. (laughs) And then I go like a few blocks down the road, and there's like a fancy uh, grocery store. See, that's a trouble here, too. If, if I could go to a gas station, I think I, and buy, alcohol i think i would have found this but right. i have to go to liquor stores here in minnesota and oh. so this i think was just not the neighborhood or something i don't know whatever yeah. that means but they're like they didn't they didn't stock anything of that sort so they definitely weren't going to have it i decided at the fancy grocery store but i was in the turn lane for a minute and then like there was nobody coming in the straight lane and it was green i was like Ah, fuck it. And I just pulled out. I was like, I don't need to do this. It'll be all right. We'll have fun anyway. We don't need this prop. And then I was at another turn to get on the highway home. And I'm like, if I just, if I do that same move again, I could actually go to like, they call them Total Wines. They're like a fucking warehouse of alcohol. They're amazing. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, they'll have it. For, they've got to have it. They have everything. And it's a fucking warehouse of alcohol. So I went there. They didn't carry it in either. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> the bride calls me to check in and I've done such a I say good job. I don't know. I've been able to like keep myself from snapping at her at least today. <laughs> yeah <laughs> on chats yeah. and whatever. And uh and then I answered the phone like, whoa. <laughs> <Just> like, <"Hey."> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it caught me oh in God. that one like I was and then I was mad because I was like, fuck, I was doing so well. <laughs> and <laughs> And then I'm like, I'm going to go to another place. There's like this MGT, MGM, or I don't know. It's like, it's more of a, I was like, I could I could picture it there. Maybe these other places decide it's beneath them to have malt liquor, but they're going to have it at this place. And they did. So.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Ready. It's like looking in the goddamn mirror. <laughs> Jesus. Like so all of, like. You had a day too. <laughs> man. The, this morning, I literally. <laughs> So, my wife takes care of me like I like so much more than any other person has ever taken care of me ever. Right? Yeah, ditto here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just like does just the just literally te- like I'm just left to just be my own like cesspool of just like depression and anger and angst, you know, while she's just like. Sunshine and takes care of everything, right? Like, I handle the money, I handle the cake, I handle the laundry. Like, those are the three things that I take care of. And she does everything else, right? (laughs) And uh, on top of constantly going out of her way to help me. And so last night we're going to bed and I have to go into Columbus because it's Wednesday the night before it's so it's tuesday night she knows i have to go into columbus the next day she's going to be at, has to work late into the evening um she knows that i'm going to record so she's like i'm going to go make coffee um and set the timer is 4:45 okay and i'm like yep that's perfect cuz i usually get up at like 4:40 uh. and then i'll be and so like uh. i shot out of bed by like 4:50 today i shower get everything and like get all ready and I go and I look in the kitchen and I go to check the coffee cuz I know I still have about a half an hour before I'm ready to walk out the door. I check the coffee maker and see the lights on. I'm like, "Sweet, the timer kicked on, right?" And finish all that stuff and then go back to the thing and it, it she must have set it for like 5:45 instead of 4:45. Uh. And so she had already done this amazingly nice thing all I had to do was hit brew and just wait for that. And I'm just like, what the fuck is the point of helping somebody if you're just not, if you're going to biff it at the last second, like, and I'm just like, I, it, that's going on in my head. And I'm just like, yeah. what? like, and then I walk out and I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. Like you're an asshole. Like what? So you had to wait 20 more minutes for the coffee to brew. Like who <laughs> cares? You know, like. Uh yeah no I totally get that shit and it, and you and then you do get into this like vicious like cycle of um I don't know anger and meanness where it's just like you're angry and because you're angry you snap and then you snap you get mad at yourself for snapping and so you're angry more and then you snap and then it's just like Yeah, and it's like the more that you they try to like calm you down or help you or just like get you to talk through it, you're just like, you know, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. I'm usually pretty good at like I don't know. I'm usually pretty good at not snapping. I I feel like the ratio is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I've but but the feelings behind it are are still there. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think a lot of the rest of the cycle too, because for me I always. Um, the bride told me one time this thing. She's like, I, was, I wish I could remember it better, but it was something like, then you feel bad for feeling bad. Like you feel like you shouldn't feel some certain way, whether it's whatever the feeling is, I guess, anything other than joy or something good. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's right. And uh, so that doesn't help. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just have trouble being a person.
0: <laughs> me too. I, I like I I do too. I hate it.
1: Well, yeah. It's definitely circumstantial, but I feel like it it's it's just too often. <laughs> you
0: know. You know?
1: <laughs> and so much of it I would say really comes down to the frustration of there not being enough hours in the day, I think. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Sometimes they're legitimate like interpersonal s- stuff or work issues or whatever, but a lot of times it, it comes down to that, like Crazed frustration that I get, Ugh. and today, like, and I did finally get home. The dog had, I, and I knew the bride had been gone for only a short time because that's what she called to check in about. But she, she'd taken the puppies to the prairie, but we, the older one we don't take every day anyway. So she didn't take her, but it let her outside, and but instantly, anyways, the Maggie like just peed a river, and after everything to come see come in and see that and know like i gotta clean that up too or i i could not clean it up like when i did see the bride she was like you didn't have to do that i'm like i'm not gonna leave you a river of piss yes. <laughs> just so i can yeah. start on time but exactly. i saw that and i was just like fuck and So I still had like got my layers on i got like a leather jacket and uh like a i don't fucking hunting vest i don't know what kind of vest it is but it's layered up i have my green doc martens on still And like these kind of newer jeans that are still tight. (laughs) I go out with black jeans. I look so stupid now that I picture it. I go out of the garage and I just start wailing on the the strike bag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this has got to (laughs) help. Oh, when it rains, it fucking pours, man. Yeah, I think it did,
1: I guess. But then I got inside and I was like, okay. And, And a few minutes later. At some point, (laughs) as I'm actually kneeling down and trying to soak up all the piss. (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I just remembered. So go back and forth between this room, and I pass the thermostat. It's an ongoing battle in the house: the temperature. Yeah. Um, We both sleep hot, so I don't mind it being down. It's always set in the winters or whenever it's colder down to fifty-five degrees at night. Pretty cold. Um,
0: Yeah. That is cold. I
1: I don't know, but like during the day and stuff, I don't want it to be. And if If it's over 62, she calls it cranking the <laughs> heat.
0: Literally over 62. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We keep it like 68 degrees in our house and that's cold.
1: I, I feel like it's colder now than it used to be. Like it's 62 has been the thing. And so I saw 60 and I'm cold like already for some reason. And I'm uncomfortable. this just scream and headache, all of the things I've been talking about. And <laughs> I'm past the thing that's in my head. I have, like, the paper towels in my hand, and I just stop, because she's not here or anything, and the dog's yeah. downstairs. And I just screamed as loudly as painfully, because I wanted it to, like, I needed it to, to hurt, <laughs> like, oh. painfully as possible in my throat. I'm just like, sexy, sexy in our cracks, that's too fucking And I had, like, squeezed the paper towels into, like, a mess. A oh. <laughs> like, the whole roll. Like, I just crushed
0: it. Oh, buddy. Oh, oh, it was yeah. a mess.
1: I feel, I'm feeling better by the second. But it's just, it's like, where
0: is all that <laughs> come from? Oh. I, 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 I was trying to tell Ash, my biggest thing is just is assumptions being made on my behalf and, and then basing decisions on those assumptions where like all the communication like happens and I'm actually not involved in it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh yeah, I definitely do that. <laughs> and I got a whole other narrative going on. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and then, um, um, another big one is like, I'll say, so like, we'll be talking about something, coming to come into a decision on something. And I'll say something and then she'll say the same thing, but just use different words. And I'll say, that's, that's exactly what I just said. No, it's not. And then I'll go through and I'll be like, I said this and then you said this and those things mean the same thing. And then I said this and then you said this and those things mean the same thing. And blah, blah, blah. And those things mean the same. Oh, I guess they are the same thing. And that's and part of that is because like of just listening, you know? So that's another big one that we always come back to is listening. And I, I, I was like my job, everything I do in my job, cause I work in editorial. So like everything I do in my job, other people tell me what's all they, their job is to tell me what I did wrong. That's all they do, you know? And then I've like oh. fix it, you know? And yeah. I think like your job is kind of like that too, in a way. And uh, I, I think any of that where you're like creating something that's somebody else's vision, it it, it is really like that. That's essentially what you're doing. you like, you're trying to materialize their vision. So then, but every iteration you do of that, you have different iterations because all they do is tell you what's wrong with it. You know why it's not yeah. their vision, you know? Yeah. And so that, I, I don't know. I think there almost needs to be something if you're going to go into a field like that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, and I didn't. I don't have a degree to do what I do. I have a degree to teach. Um, but it's almost interesting. Like there should be like this psychology associated with that, where of how to deal with n- not letting that. I, th- I feel like that's really easy to erode your confidence, where you're just where it's literally your job to be told what you're doing is wrong and then to come home and then have to constantly just like in a normal relationship, that's what I, that is a normal part of a relationship is to have criticism and, and compromise and conversation, all of those things like going back and forth so that if you're doing that at work and then you feel like you have to do that at home, you know you can't explode at work like that pressure yeah. still builds oh, yeah. up there and yeah. so like home's like the pressure relief for that you know and like yeah. <laughs> it's just like this i really think that that's a big piece of it is like it, this erosion of com- like i have a career that if you don't if you don't keep track of it it will erode your confidence it could easily erode your confidence cuz you know, I, I finally had to come to the realization, like I have this one reviewer who is very absolutely critical. I mean, super critical of things that you of that anyone makes. And I had worked a really long time on a, on a project and turned it in. And I'm mean, trying to use as vague terms as possible, but still paint the same picture without like zeroing in on anything. Um, and so I turned it in and it literally got, I mean, just absolutely dissected and ripped apart and most of it, but there were large chunks of it where there were it, by comments and edits, you know, oh, like, Oh yeah. Like Google doc <clears throat> kind of comments like that. But in work, but in PowerPoint or word, you know what I mean? Like where they're making, they're inserting yeah, comments they're and called it's, out. and it's track changes. So like any changes that get made, like edit, you can see all of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, And then there would be like five slides with nothing, you know? And, and so I was like, there's, so none of the comments were anything that I was on track on. All of it was, why is this, this like justify why you made this this way, or this is not right, you know? And so when I initially looked at that, I'm like, I have no idea if anything I made is right. Like, obviously I didn't do anything right, you know? because there's nothing in here that says this is right. But then I had to just come to the realization, like for as much as as much comments and edits that are everywhere else, if there was something wrong on those pieces, those would have comments and edits too. Like the, like, so you have to assume that the, those are right, you know, yeah, like, yeah. (laughs) um, and that's just a different way of thinking, like because both ways I think are really logical. They didn't say anything positive about anything that I did. All they said was the things that were wrong. Well, then the things that they didn't comment on are probably right. you like, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? like so uh, so that like almost no comment is comment then uh, at right, that but point. it certainly doesn't feel that way. It no doesn't feel like a good no, comment. but like <laughs> you have to think of it that way because you're not. Like the second, and this is, I guess, from a worker standpoint, when I mentioned that to somebody else, I could instantly see in their face. They were like, you just want your ego stroked, you know, like, not like that. You know what I mean? But like, and I had to be like, I had to be like, no, I don't, I don't need patted on the back. I'm not worried about being patted on the back. I'm going to make whatever you ask me to make but I need to know what's right so that I can steer towards that in a way from what's like, if all you do is tell me what's wrong, then there could be a million other things that are wrong. I need to know what's right. So I can hone in on that, you know, like they yeah, just
1: don't do more of that.
0: a lot of, a lot of, you know, there's just not a, a lot of people don't understand that about criticism is like positive criticism is just as effective. Um, and, yeah. you know, and you can have positive criticism, without just blowing smoke or stroking somebody's ego or, or, or anything like that, you know, you, right. um, so I, I don't know, but I like, so to get back to the, that I, I really think, I, <clears throat> I, I think in that way, our careers might be similar to that. So I, maybe that might be part of it. Um, where you, there's just an erosion of confidence, you know? um and i know that's yeah. something that both of us battle with or like we struggle with even outside of our careers um and the, and I, that that home thing is that pressure release valve like i i know that's the other like another thing that we have in common where we we will put on as like we it's almost like the skin you know like i have a palmer skin you know <laughs> yeah. that i put on that you know i feel like is different than the skin that i might wear when it's just me and ash around and uh which is different than the skin that i wear when i'm in my office you know uh that sounds really sociopathic when you think no no um
1: like that doesn't i've i've heard i've heard that a lot actually on uh on the bruce lee podcast they talk about that a lot oh really yeah yeah and how the what the goal that they're striving towards or perhaps that he espoused or something was so that you can be the same person in all those places but they talk about sometimes how that how in congress or how or how that can weird people out in some ways yeah. and actually just coincidentally over time I had I actually am not that I'm not as different as you might think I've been able to I've been able to be the the same in, in different situations more as I've gotten older. Like even just real recently when we listened back to the Dog Days 10th anniversary thing or the interview with the WPLMR 10th anniversary about my first album and I was like, oh, I think I was weirded out trying to switch gears into a different mode when I was with, right. my, with my friend. So, I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, but uh, <clears throat> one of the reasons I know I've gotten if you can call it better at that, it's just that like, I don't behave the way other people behave at my job. And sometimes it seems to be refreshing for people. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. And that's been a hard thing for, to me, for me at the job as well, to where I think what I, what within the smaller team that I've kind of built, uh, they, that that's been a bad thing. Like they have gotten the, like the client's, get the sun and they get the moon so they and, I, and i've re- recently too i've just been n- unable to hide my anger more and more <laughs> and a lot of it is because it's kind of it's coming from somewhere in this team and it's coming from something that i've put in place to where like you were saying before when all there's all there is to like the the non-comments are actually good comments in a way because the people whose, whose job it is to make those comments the the con- destructive ones or whatever it's that thing old adage of like if all if you if all you have is a hammer everything you see are nails so it's like they and it's like if you ask somebody for feedback they're going to give you something (laughs) you know and it's uh depending on the person they might not know to i heard this great phrase about a praise sandwich (laughs) for for criticism (laughs) i'd never heard that before the last couple couple months where it's like you say something nice about what about what was presented you put your um thoughts on how to change it or better it in some way whatever could be seen as constructive criticism <laughs> and then at the end you say something else like positive <laughs> right um
0: well, anyway but it, i I, mean, it's, I it's tough criticism is I, I i think criticism is one of those things that is should just i don't know if it should be taught or yeah, people I think so. Look, people should learn <laughs> yeah. how to give good criticism and receive criti- like and receive criticism, right? Yeah. Uh I, I struggled with this when I was teaching and doing curriculum development, like in my school and everything, where um I would make something and I would spend a long time on it and then I would finally share it with somebody and I'd be like, Can you let me know what you think about this? And I had spent a lot of time and I'm, and I know you are going to totally, you're going to be like, I deal with this all the time. Cause I, for as much as you've created throughout your lifetime, I'm sure this is what happens. And I am probably guilty of this with you actually, where I'll send it out. And I'm hoping for some kind of good constructive feedback that I can use. This looks great. I'm not going to show it to you if it's shit. (laughs) <laughs> this looks great <laughs> this looks great is not good. that doesn't help me at all you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. just not good criticism so yeah um, oh yeah no that's... so uh, uh one thing first off double d text me he's like go figure it's the trump episode and it begins with a river full of piss oh yeah and it's all about a river of piss Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> that if I could write a, a,
1: a biography of that asshole, that's what it'd be called. A river,
0: <laughs> river of, of piss. piss. The Trump story. Um, the other oh. thing. So this all this this piece this long walk started with you talking about um, a quiet place. Yeah. Have you seen one of those. <laughs> the video called a Dwight Place? No.
1: Okay, <laughs> I can't wait. Oh right. my
0: god! So, um, you probably want to click that link that I have in there.
1: I actually, uh, when I, I was at a meeting yesterday, and I walked into someone's office, and they had the Dwight bobblehead on their desk. Oh, which reminds me, because the first thing I did, I'm like, "That's amazing! <laughs> I never seen one in real life." And uh, I was like, "Can I take a picture of that to send to my wife?" And I haven't shared it with her yet, so maybe. Oh. Be small pittance for the irritating <laughs> way in which I treated her earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm I'm always up for some Dwight. All Dwight right. Makes everything okay.
0: On three and three. So there's a little spoilers. There's spoilers. You've already seen it, but for anybody else, there's spoilers for sure. Oh, for the movie. Yeah. It, it, there's a there's something that got spoiled for me. Oh, I forgot
1: About this episode. Live by only one rule. I'm gonna. I don't know for for a podcast, <laughs> so I'll try to add. So everybody's quiet. Never yeah. make a
0: sound. So there's an episode of The Office where it <laughs> was they were seeing how long it would go quiet oh, in the it? office, and they can
1: Kevin just opened a candy wrapper. <laughs> And now they're cutting to a quiet place. Oh my
2: god! Holy
1: shit. Oh my
2: god! Oh. Oh
0: my god. Moses, the is the that guy
1: that everyone's afraid of. Dwight's what? Dwight's yeah.
2: How no. are no we? If we can't protect them. Oh the beats,
1: A Dwight place. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. That is what the internet is for. Yeah, it's too fun. Fantastic, Thank you right? So
2: much. Oh. oh,
1: oh, that is such a delight.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh my god. So speaking of awesome movie-going experiences, I had an experience at the movie theater that felt like it was. I was. Sixteen again, and had all the time in the world to go see as many movies as I wanted to go see, and that I—that was when I went and saw Ready Player One on. Like oh yeah, the Friday that it opened, it was. I I know there's probably a lot of like like just like anything. I think I'm going to start taking your philosophy that if I like something, I'm just going to not seek anything else out. Um,
1: yeah, I've it's been very rewarding for me. Yeah, that and uh, and uh, I actually I try not to watch. I don't go out of my way to see trailers, yeah. which has also like I've watched a few, a bunch of movies recently, and I've watched the trailer after. Yeah, I'm like holy shit! I'm so glad I didn't see any of that. Yeah, because everything is this price. But if you're going to do one of the two, definitely no, no bad stuff on something you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, and I've been here like I started to hear like that. There's people have a problem with this movie. I'm like, why?
0: What just go <laughs> with what Ready Player One? Right, like the people yeah. have problems. With- yeah. <laughs> What? What? Gonna have, like people are <laughs> there. Uh, there's a lot really of there's a lot that. of talk about the new Han Solo movie that this like. and It does not. Things don't sound good. People don't sound happy. People are never fucking happy. No, that's what I'm. <laughs> All I'm saying is I watched the trailer for the new Han Solo movie. At five thirty in the morning, on the toilet, and cried like a baby. Like it, it's, it looks a, new, so, a newer trailer. Yeah, like the full length trailer finally came out. Like oh, because like, like, you know that's the Hollywood thing. Now they have they have teasers, which are teaser trailers, which are the trailers for the trailers, and then yeah. the trailers yeah. are the actual movie. And then, yeah. then like the bloated thing that just,
1: it's weird. Cause what I said, I d- like <clears throat> not seeing this trailer, but at the same time as a thing, I do like trailers and I sort of yeah. love that trailers are such a thing in this day and age.
0: Um, anyway, but uh, so they re- released the official solo trailer. That looks really good. We can watch that later if you want to. Um, but ready player one was so, uh, it was such an homage to the eighties. Which those are the movies that we grew up on. Obviously, that's what we talk about a lot on this show. Yeah. And my bread and, like, where your bread and butter and Moda's bread and butter was like, were, were canon films essentially. I loved kid. There's a, it's a very specific genre that I know I've talked about kid adventure movies, like where there's a yes. kid or a group yeah. of kids on some kind of adventure flight of the navigator explorers goonies is my all-time favorite movie ever um and this i don't know if it's because of all of the nostalgia that it hit because it was this beautiful magic trick where you know how that they um a magician with misdirection gets you to look where you want and so that wherever you're looking, you're seeing what you want to see. You know what I mean?
2: Hmm, and yeah.
0: like Ready Player, I felt like every frame of Ready Player One was like that where it didn't matter where there's there's no way you can look all that in just one viewing and see every pop culture reference that happens, right? Oh, man, no. <laughs> but... There's so much in every frame, and I'm not even just talking about the last battle. I just mean, like, every time they're in the Oasis, every frame, no matter where you're looking, you're like, I remember that. I remember that, too. You know, and, like, because they were able to jam so much in there, it was this beautiful magic trick that no matter what you were paying attention to on the screen, it was striking some chord with you, you know? Yeah. I mean... Oh, it was so... It just hit It hit every one of those. And like, I it was... I had called off work. I took a vacation day for work. That was the Friday before Easter. Um, Ash didn't want to go see it. And I got pissed about that. Because like, we had watched a trailer. And I was like, oh, we should go see this. And she's like, no, I don't want to go see that. I have zero interest to see that. I was like... <laughs> you know this movie is like right up your alley, right? It's like, it's about... It's literally about a group of like nobodies trying to take on a giant corporation to keep them from like taking over the world essentially. Y- yep, I have no interest to see that. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go see it by myself then. So I went in, on an early bird on Friday by myself and had a giant ass bucket of popcorn and soda and all this candy. And I what said, what candy do you go for? Um, I went with Swedish fish and milk duds. Interesting. All right. What about beverage? Coke. Yeah. Oh, that
1: makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah, Coke. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, or um, Bark's root beer, because that has caffeine in it, you know. Oh, yeah. Nice. Very nice. And then the popcorn is buttered with la- like buttered, of course. Um, our movie theaters do this awesome thing. They start in December, maybe in November. They start selling a bucket with the year on it for the next year. So as long as and they and every theater gets the same amount of buckets and cups. And then once that theater runs out of them, they're done. But they're good at any of the other theaters in that chain. And, and they're, like, made out of really heavy material. And for the whole next, you pay one price that's, like, double, basically. But then for the rest of the year, you can take that cup and that bucket in, and it's half price to get them filled, like, before you go to the oh, movie. Oh, nice. So it's, like, seven ninety five 95 to get a large soda and large popcorn every time I go to the movies where just the large popcorn is that much, you know? Uh, because yeah, you buy that bucket awesome. every year so those buckets are a great deal they make great presents they're awesome um so yeah but th- that it was so good and i was so excited about it that i was able actually able to come home and talk to ash about the movie that we went then i convinced her to go see it like she was like i would need to go see this movie so we went and saw it on then monday like we went to. oh that's great day. oh my gosh it was so good yeah
1: well, t- tell me more about like what you liked about it and stuff. I saw it too. I don't know if I told you that.
0: Oh yeah. No, you, you, you did say like, what did you think about it? Like, did you, did I re- you- I really enjoyed it. And actually I didn't,
1: I, I mean, I have just learned that I like to go to the movies period. Yeah. The bride often gets uh, over the course of our relationship. I've picked a lot of the movies. I think not necessarily just not because I'm super assertive, but because I'm so transparent whether I want to be or not about yeah. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she'll just do what she thinks will make me happy. And then later she's like, I wanted to see this other movie, a dick. It's <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> but, but so I've been trying to have been like, if she'll suggest things to get her to state a preference, if she has one and then just go for that. So she wanted to see that. And I was like, all right. I mean, in my mind, like I had been for probably black Panther, a few things. I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but all of those things I've enjoyed. So I'm just starting to learn perhaps like Ash with you, where, where, where it's just like, just go ahead. Like you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Though we watched the jungle book recently or half of it. And I was like, uh, that was not for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but, the live action Jungle Book. I didn't like. That. Everybody loved. Yeah. It. I didn't like it I
1: mean, I didn't, like. I'm not like mad about it. But the trailer was fun. But like from what I saw, the movie. I saw, Did you like, see? You the saw the King Louis? Awesome.
0: Did you watch it long enough for for King Louis to hear walk and do King Louis like? I want to oh. walk like you. I oh wait, no. To... I'm
1: I'm so sorry. Uh, wrong movie. What's the one with the rock? Jumanji. Sorry.
0: Jumanji. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, that's
1: okay. a totally different movie. <laughs> way,
0: <laughs> way oh my God, different. Sorry. Yeah, totally Ooh. different
1: all that long walk short drink is to say that she picked it. She put the preference. I didn't really, I wasn't excited to see it. Didn't think I'd really care for it having seen the trailer, but I I enjoyed all of it. Like I, I was on board pretty quick and I, yeah, I was, it was just a blast. And it got to that fucking shining thing. <laughs>
0: I was, my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil that. I didn't want to spoil it for oh, you. So- like, no, not, no, not on the show. We're oh, we oh, spoilers, spoilers for everyone else. About. I didn't <laughs> want to spoil it for you. I forgot all about the shining thing because I remember getting out of it and sending the text and being like, this is totally a long, long, short drink movie. It really is. Yeah. and And it's not just, so, okay, it's not just they reference the shining, they go into the shining and like <laughs> yeah. the clue is the creator who hates his creation. And that's because Stephen <laughs> King hated the adaptation. Like, so they reference <gasps> Stephen King and they're in the goddamn overlook. Like they walk into the lobby of the overlook and like, yeah. it looks like the overlook and just, I, I can't figure out like, it looked like the film
1: stock and stuff, you know, not having it side by side looked yeah. like 1980 or whatever. I, I, I was like, how the fuck did they do this? Cause yep. And then like, they like interact. Uh, so the one character hadn't seen the shining. And so there's the moment where the elevators open and the blood pours out. And then they had to actually flee from that. Oh, it was breathtaking. And and yeah. such a great, like fun inside joke about the creator that hates.
0: Yep. The thing he created. Yeah, the the, I don't and know. Like, yeah, And they go in the maze and then like Jack Torrance is like, yeah. <laughs> is like, you see, he's like a giant chasing them in the maze. Uh, That all of that was great. Um, you wait just
1: because I don't want to forget to ask this because you recently reread The Shining. Is the maze in the book?
0: There, I think there is not at the the end. Um, it's not really so much the maze in the book, it's the hedge animals that are the real danger. Yes, yes, okay, but like the the end of the book, or whatever. Like the uh, yes, um, okay, there's like a lion, a rabbit, and a dog. I, or is it a lion, a lion? I know there's a dog and a rabbit and one more, but remember in the book, it's so creepy because like Danny's out on the playground and the, and like, there's all the snow is just starting to melt a little bit and he hears a slump sound and uh, the dog topiary was exposed. Like before it was all covered in snow and you couldn't see it. <laughs> and then like, he heard that sounding and looked over and the snow had fallen off and the topiary was just standing there. And it was one of those things like every time he looked away, they got closer. Um, I, I don't think that there is, if there is a maze, they mention it, but they don't, it's not, it doesn't play a huge role. I don't think the rope court they mention in the book a lot, like the game that's like croquet yeah. and the topiary animals are what actually are dangerous because like, they almost get Danny that one time, remember? Uh Oh yeah. Like he's then, like trying to get to the door, he has to look at them. That's what it is. Like if he looks at them they're frozen. But every time he every time he turns his back to run more towards the door, that's when they move closer to him. And like the dog is like going into a pounce position like every time he turns around and like yeah. And he just gets to the door and his parents just open the door just as like the branches like scratch his leg. That's what it looks like. He think he remembers thinking like that's what it looks like. like uh, did, did they do that in the TV one with, I think, with Steven Weber? Uh, I have not watched that version. Oh,
1: maybe yeah. we should do that sometime. Yeah. I just realized that Steven Weber, I, I think I'm right about that. And he's the guy that did the tour de force reading of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, did, he, he plays Jack Torrance in that version of yeah. the show. Yeah. He did. He did another Stephen King thing too.
1: Anyway, um, uh, well, man. but I wanted to ask that because I I was trying to remember what was different about the the end so much that Stephen King didn't like because like. It, in the in the book the, the the whole thing about the boiler and then it explodes it's all about fire and, yeah. then, and then in the movie it ends up being about like kind of the ice and the snow and right. Jack
0: Torrance freezes out in the snow but right it well and he didn't like that they killed Dick Halloran uh in the movie oh fuck i and forgot it, his big in like Dick Halloran he survi- Dick Halloran survives to the second book um yes and, yes uh, okay and he'd but the thing I have always heard that Stephen King didn't like was that Jack Nicholson played Jack Torrance crazy from the first frame of the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, and even if he didn't, he, he has that gleam in his eyes yeah. as Jack Nicholson where you, right.
0: It's just always there. And the whole point of the book is, is that he is not crazy. He wants to make better. And the yeah, overlook, yeah. like the overlook just gets in those cracks and just, exposes them and makes them bigger yeah yeah and Uh, slowly drives him crazy but even at the last second he because in the book it's the boiler explodes that's where the fire comes from
1: yeah and
0: they think that like it's alluded that jack there was always a piece of jack that remained behind no matter how crazy because he's possessed he's not crazy he's actually possessed by the overlook and they think that there was a piece of Jack behind enough that r- made him forget about bleeding off the boiler, and that's why it exploded. And Yes, yes, yeah.
1: Okay, right. On, so I want to connect, uh, I like this idea, because uh, I love the whole Easter egg thing, and then what that the what that allows. Uh, I, I want, just to say this aloud, to remind myself, at the break, I'm going to go get my hardcover, The Shining, that's per- period accurate. I think it's a book club one, so it's a little smaller. But the dust jacket suggests two actors so specifically that would not have been acting or old enough at the time but Ooh. it would be very interesting casting so anyway yeah uh, for people who are never going to see ready player one let's take them through it a little bit just because i i think it's a oh, fun, okay let's just dig into it because that's a, it was a great it is a long walk short drink kind of movie and it's a little bit yeah. hard to explain like how did they end up in the shining and yeah I don't know.
0: Um, well, how did I, you
1: sell it to Ash? That's there. Maybe that's the way to go about it.
0: So it's it just basically it takes place in a dystopian future that it um, in Columbus, Ohio. That oh, I forgot that detail. That's important. Yeah, it, well, and that was a big seller too. Like this takes place in Columbus, and uh, and this kid is poor. Everybody's kind of just. Su- it just kind of sucks to live. So everybody basically lives in a virtual version of facebook that's what i mean that's what i equate it that's what i'm thinking of but it's like it's called the oasis which is this big social platform that you can play games on and do all kinds of stuff um think of like a, a if the internet was a world that you could go into and your avatar which we talk you know we have avatars now but your avatar is actually a who you are um
1: somebody talking to you?
0: Yeah, no, there's a comment.
1: Yeah, it's like a... I mean, it felt to me, <laughs> as someone who doesn't play video games, it felt like... You know what it felt like in a way? Like um, Facebook meets Tron. <laughs> Facebook is maybe not the right yeah. thing. But it's like you go into the video game in a way to where like it is... You're, it's more than just your avatar. It's like, like you. There's
0: like a dance club in there and there's a store yeah. in there, like the big mall in there and there's like the museum is inside there. So it's not oh, just the video right. game. It's like, it it is like if the internet were a world that you could go inside. That, I think that is probably better than saying Facebook. But sort of with like built, you know, walls and, yeah, and, and open like, spaces. Literally it's like, like an, a, a world. Like you go maybe, in. I mean, it's
1: VR really is what it is. Yeah. For a guy that hasn't put on the goggles <laughs> and has already
0: access to them. Ironically, so, my uh, I mean, but, we, we sound like the Senate trying to interview Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> That's what we sound like. Uh no anyways it's it's so it's it's more fun to be in this Oasis than it is to be in the real in the real world and so the creator of this world, the Oasis you find out through the 20 minutes of exposition at the beginning that he passed away five years before this movie takes place and when he passed away, he hid an Easter egg somewhere in the Oasis. So just imagine somewhere on the internet, this Easter egg and who, whatever, whoever finds it would be, get control of the Oasis and would get to inherit all of his money, which is like $15 trillion or something like some ridiculous amount of money. And so there's three clues and you have to find all three clues. The three clues will lead you to three different keys. You need all three key. Anybody that's played a video game is gonna this all this is gonna sound familiar. And you need all three keys to unlock the door to get to the egg. And you need to know where all of those things are for it to happen. And somewhere somebody broke the first clue, and they knew what the first clue was. It involved a race that for four years nobody was able to crack. That race was able to beat the race to get the first clue to find to or to get the first key and the second clue to the second key. And so and also on the same day that that the competition started, the archives opened up. Right. Isn't that what they're called? Or oh, yeah. Like where it's
1: like you can sort of walk. I mean, it's like a museum of this guy's. All of the creator's the, life. Of, of the right? creator's like, life, yeah. From all you these find different out perspectives. Who is this
0: Dave? Is this it, this guy is Dave. <laughs> yeah, in a way. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that. He meticulously kept track of every movie, video game, and music he had ever listened uh, to throughout yeah. his life. And so totally, all of that when was I, available. When I saw that? I so life. wished
1: I had done that. Yeah. I, I try to kind of do that now. Not. But But I was like, like, just
0: just listen to these things and like (laughs) long walkers, please tell me if this does not sound like Dave.
1: (laughs) Dave's rolling up his short search, all that
0: stuff. And then he had, they had all this, like it was all just accessible, these things. So like you could go through and all he had spliced all together, all of these different video feeds and basically recreated these virtual moments of his, his entire life, essentially. Um, which if Dave had that capability would do, I'm sorry. He would the only
1: it. difference really is that I, I enjoy the narrative part of it so much. I yeah. spend a lot of time in the gathering, but I want to construct it into something, which is yeah. other things about me too. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, that's totally true. So I definitely related to
0: that. <laughs> so the way I sold it to Ash was basically like, so this competition is going on and this kid is like, he's like lives in the slums essentially And there's a really rich corporation who's like, I don't know, Facebook or Apple. I I, I really see them as like one of those corporations who they literally are. And if anybody, if you're a gamer, Twinkie, I wish Twinkie was here because he would be able to really contribute, I think, to this conversation, too. Yeah, can we get it on a Twinkie's
1: a, take? We're due for a Twinkie's oh, take. yeah, that'd sir. be great. I don't know how far, far behind he is in the show, but
0: um, so recently there was a big thing that came out with uh, uh, with EA got in a lot of trouble, got a lot of backlash from fans for the Star Wars game they put out where you could pay a lot of. I'm giving the total Cliff's notes about it. You could pay $60 for the game and spend hours trying to upgrade your characters so that you could actually compete in the game, or you could pay $60 for the game and then hundreds and hundreds of dollars and do it real quick. And then you would just totally dominate in the game. And so that got a lot of backlash because it's it's called pay to play, you know? And so uh, that's really what this corporation does where they've basically monetize, they, they trick, they, buy people's debt to force them to basically grind out inside the Oasis to earn them more money so they can fund an army to go in and try to win this competition. Cause it's literally, they would have the money of uh, like, they would be the most powerful entity in the world if they won this competition. And they're literally putting all their resources into winning this competition. And then there's this ragtag group of kids. Who are all like who all happen to live within in the same city and are all like poor competing to try to win this competition and like the one kid is a loner he doesn't want to clan up that's what they say in the thing and uh he doesn't want to join the that's another gaming turn as you term as you you clan you join a clan so you all go and game together to try to meet the same goal and he didn't want to clean up because if he wanted to win he wanted to win you know and buy all this do what anybody would think like if you were dirt poor and you had the potential just like any other person and that was really the moral of the competition is like he wanted it like literally anybody in the oasis had the opportunity to win this competition um that last shot where he's like about to sign the thing like no i'm i don't want to like totally spoil it where he's about to sign it and he's like i can't do this and then his abbot av- like the guy's avatar is just like he almost like cries he's just like oh good i just had to be sure like yeah. that like ash even was just like like <gasps> oh like it just like takes yeah. your breath away and it's just like and then I knew I'm like, see, it's a perfect adventure movie. Like it, that's the payoff of the adventure. It's the same thing as like Mikey, like lifting the, like lifting the, the, um, eye patch on one-eyed Willie to like, find like, he's like, you're a freak just like us. And like to know like, oh, yeah. you're like, it, oh man, is it so just like that scene is it, it, those movies, all those movies have that scene where you like, they realize that they're th- this person that they're trying to they were on an adventure the whole time that's really what it like they had been dreaming this whole time and they were on an adventure the whole time and oh man good stuff that's great yeah. it's so
1: well explained yeah. I actually didn't get that whole money thing I, I thought they were just trying to get money in the game to do things in the game so thank you for oh yeah that. no it's kind of thing I don't
0: but like, I was trying to, I was trying to like, imagine watching a fight scene where Chucky, <laughs> oh, that Chucky moment was on the best because that's he their one F bomb, right? Yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The one <laughs> yeah. they're allowed. Yeah. And it was yeah. perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, fucking
2: oh. Chucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that was really the guy's voice, like, doing Chucky. and oh, I saw really? The, like, the oh, Chinese that's exciting. The turtles were in there, and the Iron Giant, and the Gundam wing, and a Mad Ball. To, like, she throws that oh, bomb in there, I and it's a Mad, Mad Ball. Like, I actually have
1: a couple of Mad Balls. It literally says oh. Viewmaster and Mad Ball on this box I can see. Oh, <laughs> I, I, that's so, I grabbed them. Like, like, I'll grab it at the break. <laughs> I get, I'll get like, my Shining I saw and that, balls. and I'm
0: just like, it takes your breath away. you know. And he drives yeah. a DeLorean in the race, and, like, Yeah. Not a DeLorean, the DeLorean, DeLorean. like he drives the DeLorean from back to the future. And just like, so you have all of that really good fan service. And then it just, it just struck literally every chord that I look for that, that that's the nostalgia movie for me is that, that like kids on an adventure, like when, when you find, when they all meet up finally, because they all look like badasses, you know, in the, yeah, they're in avatars. The o- the they're avatars in Oasis, like they're all badasses, right? And so when they all meet up in real life, and they all realize like they're just all like geeky kids, you know, and one of them's really young. He's like eleven. Oh, I and, love that. He, you know, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> he's like, what am I supposed to do? Wear a shirt that says like I'm eleven? Shoot me first? Like, no. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, uh, and I love when there. One of them was complimenting that kid when they finally met and. uh they're like uh, the one of the other ones is that knows him a little bit better. It's like, ah, he knows this. He's like, yeah, I know, but I want to hear this person say it. Oh to yeah. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 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 Let him say it, you know? Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. No, all of that was, it, it just, man, I mean, it, I know we have talked about how I said, like, I would just want to go to the movies for the sheer joy of going to the movies. And I was not expecting to get that going to see ready player one the first time. And I totally did. And it was great
1: very very good spectacular yeah you know i have to admit i haven't the what did you say the last jedi thing that you shared in the cast thread at one point it was one of those is it everything wrong with is that um i can't remember it's one of those kinds of things and i I got like five seconds in and then i was like you know i think this is probably like kind of a a positive ultimately like well-intentioned thing was like I just can't <laughs> I didn't watch it. I I don't know. So it's it's I yeah. I, I um
0: let me see let me look on the Yeah, I just I think can. that it's
1: important to protect like that experience that you have that was so positive. I <laughs> had such a blast just watching you retell that and kind of relive that and be moved by that story that uh that's not what the internet is for to like take that away from you
0: <laughs> so, oh no this honest trailer this is an honest oh, trailer the honest trailer um oh is that what it was <laughs> of, the, of the last jedi right
1: oh um, maybe maybe that was it i don't know i got a little ways in i was like i don't know
0: <laughs> i oh, do like and some the, of those and bad lip reading though that was a new no the, those are always fun <laughs> yeah that was fantastic that one it's yeah. not as good as single stop it now but it was good
1: nothing could ever be Carl Papa is kind of fun for yeah, actually all of them are a little bit
0: fun, but nothing is as indelible for me as Seagulls. So uh, that honest trailer though is really nice. I I, I think you would actually appreciate that honest trailer because um, I need to go back and watch the honest trailer for episode seven because if you've ever, if you've watched honest trailers for like since they started, there were two guys that do the voice. So for Episode oh. 7, they brought back the guy that used to do the voice to be the, like, angry Star Wars fan. And then the guy uh-huh. that, like, the new guy that does the voice is the, like, let's give these a chance c- kind of fan, you know? And yeah. uh, um, so for the <clears throat> for the Last Jedi one, the old guys, like, watch as all of your, like, all of the jedi teachings are ripped apart or where they're finally all of the morals of being a jedi are finally explored meaning like on the surface like everybody's complaining because it's like there's no way luke would want to kill ben you know or anything like that and like but then like he's making the point like ryan johnson maybe ryan johnson's like really like What would that really look like if you were a human being and like were faced like knowing what Luke had gone through? How could you even think that maybe he wouldn't second guess if he saw that much darkness, like knowing what the Empire was capable of and knowing what? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. You know what
0: I mean? Uh, So uh, I really liked it because it really did help. It really did help articulate some of those feelings that you have of like when you do hear another Star Wars fan just ripping it apart, and you're just like, "Okay, but like, really think about it." it, it again, I I, re- I just like what Twinkie says, where it's like, "How dare you make a movie that wasn't what I wanted?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I mean, definitely I'm definitely felt that way about some things, but uh yeah. So nowadays,
1: I don't know. I find that I fight less about movies than I would have when I was younger. Yeah. I heard some of my, I, I, there's this, uh, 25, I think he's 25, 25 or 26 year old guy that works in, uh, my organization. And, and, uh, I overheard him talking. So he works in like the checkout center So in a way. It's like what I did at WCTV, <laughs> you know, like nice. we'd be doing stuff and people would come in and check out equipment. <laughs> so he's doing that. Uh, and I overheard him talking to this guy getting equipment about Ready Player One. He's like, yeah, this is the guy that works at my place. He's like, yeah, they're trying to shoehorn this love story that really didn't work, and they're just talking. I'm just back there. I'm like, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, uh, I also, but I also understood. I mean, I was passionate about movies. and uh, I mean, I actually, I still fucking love movies. I just accept a lot of things now that I didn't used to or get upset about different things, one of which was like, I was kind of upset though i didn't talk to him about it i was like they didn't shoehorn a love story in there that didn't work the whole fucking thing is predicated on that right (laughs) or i mean like i i mean without spoiling too much about (laughs) the movie
0: it's the whole point of how he is like a gun like a loner he doesn't clean up and then the 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 end is realizing that he needs all that and the point that it does it's not about the oasis like it's not all about it can't all be about the oasis you know and yeah
1: well, and the whole like I I think what he was talking I think what he was talking about was like the love story between the you know the younger the two younger kids, which you know worked fine for me anyway. But like that whole thing, like they couldn't have got those Easter eggs if, yeah, w- without that storyline to get at like what the right. the creator like some of the big stumbling blocks in his own life. Anyway, I was just like, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I well, and I mean any kind if you're talking about it that's and that's the other piece of it too is like well if people are buzzing about it then at that's least it,
1: it, it's doing something right it's fun to talk about movies so, i don't know why yeah i yeah. should just let people
0: have it <laughs> maybe <laughs> i should have been but this is where maybe this is what we could work on is like we just want to hear this and this is what everybody is this is the big consensus that i'm kind of feeling that is coming out of the problem with one of the major problems with society right now is like, nobody just wants to engage with anybody that doesn't agree with them, you know? And, Oh yeah. That's how we don't, then we don't learn how to really have a conversation or communicate or have a, like a give and take or anything. So then it just creates riffs and riffs and riffs and riffs. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something, maybe, maybe, we maybe we could start doing long, long, short drink, Homework assignments like like Fight Club homework assignments where, <laughs> yeah. or
1: WPLMR to... <laughs> publishing every other week. on, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on our off weeks on Mixcloud yeah, dot com slash DOL Records. Palmer's first podcast.
0: Oh man, double D. Hey, here wait. double D. They shoehorn the Rose Finn. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, Last Jedi. Yeah, Last uh, Jedi. yeah, that's no, no. We were, tar- D D were talking about, we were talking. We were talking about Ready, ready player, player One. Room. They
0: were well, how they shoehorned in the romance. That yeah. did that is a little bit of a shoehorned romance, but one sided. I think, I think. Yeah, he, and that happened. I didn't mind that as much. Like I, I bought yeah. that.
1: Like in terms of Rose being like, "Oh, you're Finn." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's fine by me. So, um, well, the th- the, I would agree with the. Uh, the the overarching idea there that people need to hear other sides of the like not just their own op- opinions about things that are important but when it just comes yeah. down to like enjoying entertainment I don't think it matters if I
0: if I that, entertain someone yeah, else uh, it's what you take from it right and just yeah yeah I mean it depends it depends on the thing and, I'm and, I'm, and I'm up for it to an extent like. like I don't I don't I maybe you're right because it's like the internet has allowed you you can find a community of people that will like something that you like and then you can just talk about that that thing that doesn't really matter with them and so then then it starts to like why do why do i have to make this content that's just bashing this thing i don't like or ripping this thing i don't like why can't i just not like it why do i have to make something that talks about why i don't like it you know (laughs) like you know like
1: that's what bothers me like yeah it's it's one thing to feel that way but i feel like the i mean to say it's an industry is possibly an overstatement but maybe not like that stuff is not that uh, that only exists to like get that that's the whole trolling thing really right like People don't even probably believe any of what they're saying. They're just looking for attention. And I'm guilty as anyone at at times, and and even in this moment, of like trying to get attention. Right. But I just think that rewarding that is unhealthy for everyone. But regardless of what's quote-unquote good or bad, I've just been trying to find things in all areas of my life, whether it be not snapping at the people that I love or not screaming myself hoarse before a podcast or po- all these things, like just trying to find healthier practices. And I found that I found a long time ago, like not engaging in like there, if I want to study movie, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not at a place where I want to study the things that are yeah. wrong with a movie. Yeah. You know, I, I have never quite been, uh, interested in that but in to the extent that I was that was long ago and I was just like well I'm not really I'm not really getting much from this so
0: well there's a difference (laughs) between analyzing it for the things that you like for uh, do do you remember did you ever watch those like every frame of painting that we talked about early like
1: not enough in fact I probably haven't watched a whole one even that
0: you shared but I I was definitely interested in that I was like this is like that awesome Well, he recently stopped making those video essays like he it just got really because he he got really popular and it got really hard for him to be able to use those things without them. Just he would meticulously trim down segments to keep from getting the videos removed, like for copyright reasons, yeah, you know, literally like he would have to shave frames off like they would delete it. And then you'd have to shave frames off, then you'd resubmit it to like, and then like more frame. And like so this this like meticulous process to fall under fair use, you know, and like how that's this gray area and everything. Um, So he stopped making those essays, but those were really good because it wasn't, it wasn't, these are the things that were wrong and it definitely wasn't, this is why this is artist. This is why this is good filmmaking. It's, this is, how this director is artistic or how this thing is artistic and would look at that creator's creation as art and not, that's the kind of analysis that I think is credible. And that is very beneficial. Like the red letter media things um, on the prequels I think, and and it's really easy to be like, well, that's just because you don't like the prequels, and you like, uh, A Force Awakens (laughs) and in the Last Jedi, and that's why you don't like the red letter reviews of those ones, but you like the red letter reviews of the prequels. But I think there's a difference where that the Phantom Menace review, red letter review, is one of the most brilliant film analysis I've ever seen. Like just, just a really good video essay of why, why I'm a star Wars fan, what star Wars means to me and how this movie, what does not fit into that mold. And, and then he continues to do that with the other two prequels. And then that, like the force awakens one came out and I remember sending it to you. And I, I, I did just like you, I started it and he's instantly just like, How can I shit on this? You know, just because that's what I did. I did that for the prequels, so now I need to do that too. And that's (sighs)
1: a really good example, actually, because that that too is is a fun. I would I would even even though that comes from a kind of a critical or maybe a negative place, I guess that also came from a very pure place. And that's one of the great things about the internet. It's like so that guy was out there literally just making that on ho- I like got an old looking home video super passionate about the subject matter delivered very thoughtful content in the super entertaining and fun way like uh, you sent me that and I, it took me a long time to get around to it and i really uh, each really one enjoyed is longer
0: that. than the each of the prequels like they're yeah, like they're <laughs> that's right they are breaking the long walk short drink rule yeah.
1: but I, I thought that was so so great and yeah i i guess i i with a frustration about those movies and so that was fun for me maybe that's part of it but the difference then once he got once it became like a thing then after that so after that it's like a, a young band signed you know they make their first album they've had their whole life to make it I'm perhaps I'm using this example because I'm revisiting my first album and efforts ad nauseum right now that's not helping my mood to be honest oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm listening to that. so much like stuff and I'm just like it's tough i'm excited about where i can get to with all of it but it's been um parts of it have been really frustrating (laughs) but in in any event but like that they always say you like you have your whole life to prepare for that first album and your whole life goes into it and so and and if so you think about like pearl jam i i the last thing i did before i got home today i never fucking do this i just put on there's a new pearl jam song and then there's one other one that i hadn't heard like a 25th anniversary of a live played at the Rock Hall or something. And man, did that, that, I mean, granted, once I got home and saw the piss, everything was out the window, but I felt great for 10 minutes just hearing that music. But, but for a lot of people in that band or whatever it is, like when, when it locks in, like when you hit, a lot of times it's that, that culmination of a lifetime of stuff. And so for that guy, like he made this inspired thing with the red letter reviews, but then they want, they whoever they is in this scenario want the second album so then like he's basically trying to recapture and retain that attention by churning out the same kind of formula for stuff but he, that's when it starts to just seem disingenuous and it's just like well i don't and know derivative
0: yours. and yeah
1: and and, and-, and, and coming from the place of not like this is how i really feel about this and, yeah. this and why i poured all this time and effort into just throwing this out into the world at this stage based on the response he got and this is talk, coming from a guy that does the same shit and is in and, recovery and we are not <laughs> you, in his head so we're making it
0: and we're making assumptions about that too like we're not in his head and that like well, this is just what it seems like to us too
1: uh, yeah fair enough but I'll go on record as, as a guy that does the same shit and as <laughs> is in yeah. recovery for it like he's chasing that reaction like yeah. he's he doesn't he wouldn't be doing that if he didn't have all those views anyway yeah you're right you're right I am making a lot of assumptions but I I do think it's this kind of like thing that is
0: rampant right now um, but I totally I, I, I mean I agree with you that is what's happening I just you know I it it just really it's frustrating cuz it's like I I never heard that that line that you have your whole life for the first album. Uh that's a really I don't know good, where that comes from, but it, <laughs> That's really good though cuz it's it, it, I mean cuz I always like it's always like, well, what's the sophomore album like? That's really where the band that's the well, like what if the band's gonna be good, you yeah. know.
1: It, it it, fucking versus is good.
0: <laughs> versus is fucking awesome. Versus I just oh. <laughs> so yeah, I, I and well, I, and really I I'm glad feel you like mentioned that's what he did. Like he like he. Yeah. There is just a different energy, even in the five minutes. The fir- if you watch the first five minutes of the Phantom Menace, red letter review, and the first five minutes of the of the Force Awakens one, the energy is different. I like I just I, I feel like the energy is different, and um, and it's not because I hate. I, I I hope it's not because I hate Phantom Menace and I like Force Awakens. You know. Maybe yeah. it is. I well, I, mean, th- I and, think that's can... a little
1: bit of that thing. Um, I'm sure. I don't know where this comes from either. I've heard Kevin Smith say it most, but like, you don't have to build someone else down, tear someone else down to build yourself up, and that's something that I, I can certainly <laughs> find a lot of sympathy with. And it's just there's there's just no need for it. Like you, you mentioned the, uh, the every frame of painting, like, and that, that resonates with me on a lot of levels because a it's positive, but also it it that gets at what I'm after you know yeah. like so if in terms of going on the internet to find a community about something like what i all i really care about if i'm going to like be quote unquote critical of a movie is what someone was trying to do and how that an exploration of that like how the that creative sort of impulse and design is realized and received like that that interests me not what like how somebody feels about it emotionally i don't know i'm getting kind of off track there but the, the that that uh, that also comes from a positive place it's like celebrating what someone did rather than just like yeah i mean right. that's not like the blank spaces are a compliment that's an actual like examination of those things as like here's what's great right. about this and i'm sure there's probably seg- other things too where not everything can be on point i guess but
0: yeah uh, but well, it's, uh, it's other, different. I, I, I like those two because the, I the my perspective on it is is uh how he do, he does uh I think it's a Wes Anderson he does a Wes Anderson the comedy or the cinematography of Wes Anderson or something like that how Wes Anderson uses framing basically in his movies to accentuate his comedy and how and that's one of those things. it's that's why every frame of painting is so. I, I like it because it articulates those things that I, the feelings I have, that I have no way of putting into words, and how, where, you, when you see it laid out, where somebody's like, it's because of this and this, and because he does this, and then he does this, and then he does this, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly, it. and it's just such a good. It's it's like on the tip of your tongue, but on the tip of your mind where you're like, there's a reason why this works and I can't figure it out. And those are really good for that for me too. Like it, it, It's not just because it's just positive and it's celebrating this person's body of work, but it's also like, here's why people think this is artistic or here's why people gravitate towards this thing because it's associated with like, you know, it pulls in psychology and And in visual styling and uh, photography theory and all of these different things together into this big hodgepodge of like this is and then all these things work together for to like generate this one frame that creates an emotional response in you. And it's just a whole new way of thinking that that kind of critical criticism is so refreshing. It's because it helps you are that I think that's. I, I feel like that might be the message maybe uh, that we've tried to get to a couple of times um, uh, that where you don't know how to articulate that thing. You don't know why that's good. And, and it helps stuff like that, that crit, that good po- not necessarily positive, but just fair critical criticism and explanation of things will it, will help a normal person relate to that and say oh that's why i like that that's and then and then they start to see that in other things and then that might go down the line to help generate then where the next time they create something they now can incorporate that it's like all the like process of learning you know going on it's really it's really awesome and and so that's why it just It's just all this, I think it is an industry of these, here's all, like, there's a whole line of YouTube videos that are like seven things wrong with dot, 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 you know, and it's like, yeah, like the the top 10 mistakes of dot, dot, dot. And that's right.
1: It's all clickbait. I mean, I, I I studied a lot of stuff for music marketing for a bunch of years and even to the extent, like that's a whole industry on marketing the idea that you choose seven because it's an odd number or, like, some right. bullshit. Yeah. That, that even that is just selling this thing so that... The, anyway, it's ridiculous. But what is invigorating about the kind of criticism that you're talking about is is that learning... Like, you're engaged. You're not yeah. just engaged, like, fuck this. You're, your mind is engaged. in. that's one of the great things about, about film as a medium is that literally it, it incorporates all of the arts. It's its own, like, kind of microcosm of an industry, too. Like, there's fucking carpenters involved. Like, everything. Yep. Yep. All forms of... uh. Of, of art are involved in this particular art, which is, uh, and then uh, tons of people and collaboration, and then ultimately it's a communicative medium. So like you you put it out there and it has to be, that's a real tree falls in the forest kind of thing because like they're meant to be seen, right? And experienced and digested. And I'm sure, I don't know. It, uh, the, 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 I'm sure it varies, obviously it varies from movie to movie, but whatever those critical analysis of the every frame of painting how much that has to do with what the creative teams respectively like all the writers directors set designers you know dps whatever how much that lines up with what they're going for is probably a lot of times not even related but it doesn't matter like that's part of the beauty of that medium is that whether I mean that's true of a lot of arts, but like the the audience brings something to it and it can help sort of define what it, and that I'm sure that I've noticed that that will for creators sometimes help them define what something they could never put into words of what they're trying to do. And they're like, oh, that sounds good. That, yeah. Yes, that's
2: what I was going yeah. for. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I heard a a review or or some some something said in a review about clerks. You know, in black and white and all this, the duck or Clerks, the 1994 film by Kevin Smith, shot in black and white, documenting like a day in the life of like convenience store clerks. One of the reviewers said, It's like, oh, it feels like you're watching a black and white security camera from the corner of the store, which of course is nothing that Kevin Smith had in mind. Right. It had everything to do with like budget, et cetera, et cetera. But but doesn't that just sound great? And also what that movie feels like? Yeah. So that kind of stuff was super fun and, and, and can be filled with as much like creativity. I mean, I'm sure it takes fucking red letter guy a long time to make those videos. Sure. I don't know. It just, um, it's yeah. a bummer that it has to come from a, come from a place of like tearing things down. I don't know how yeah. we quite got there. Oh, you know what though? I, I The other piece I was thinking about was the, the criticism thing. And I was excited to tell you something that lined up with what you said before, but it's not coming to my mind.
0: Oh, well well I think I'm in the sweet. same way that this the this like positive criticism that we're circling around in uh, in every frame of painting is a great example of that and and that is about film positive film criticism that explores like the art of filmmaking but there that kind of criticism can exist anywhere in any in any field or anything like that and and all of it has the potential to engage somebody so that they can learn To articulate so that they can then take that and talk about, like, if you, if you watch every frame of the painting and you watch how he dissects Buster Keaton's directing style and, uh, you know, the art of one take, and then you're going to start, you, 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 then you you might watch desperado and watch one of like you know the five minute film school in the
1: in the the, my lip right the fuck up in the in in the like just
0: thinking about that movie this week extra features of that and real in like in like see how he takes that same philosophy and you're not you're going to be able to connect those two directors robert rodriguez and buster keaton from two totally different eras and two totally different genres who both had the same philosophy filmmaking's expensive. If you want to make what you want. So you have to like use whatever you can. And so, and that's, and so I, I remember that five minute film school and on the desperado, there's like where, cause Buster Keaton's whole thing is like, they did it in one take and they either used it or they didn't, you know, like it either the gags either worked or they didn't. And they just did it. And Robert Rodriguez is really big on like, well, let's do one take. We'll use what we can from it and we'll pick it up on the next take. You know, because I love in that five minute film, there's a shot where the guy goes to throw the guitar. Maybe it's not for on the Desperado one. Maybe it's on the, the first one. Oh, El Mariachi. El Mariachi, yeah. <laughs> but he goes to throw the guitar up on a balcony and it, it doesn't make it. Oh, yeah. But he's like, we can, eat, like everything up to that point was good. So then he'd like, then he reset so that the camera was on the balcony and then they yeah. just tossed it up. And then the <laughs> yeah. guy climbed up So like yeah. everything up to him, throwing the guitar on the other yeah. shot looked fine. You don't have to know if it, it didn't make it, yeah. you know, <laughs> like you just, so then you go. Um, it, it, but but if you watch the every frame of painting and you see that, or even vice versa, like I did. So I saw that. And then I watched the Every frame of painting on Buster Keaton. And it's like, Holy geez. Like that's, that's like, that's a full, that must be a philosophy of filmmakers is like how to be, that's how, you know, you're a good filmmaker. If you can be economical with your shots and like real and like be able to look with your eye and be like, okay, I can use up to that point. And to know three months from now in the editing room, When you're going to sit down and start going through hundreds of miles of film, you know, like, and be like, okay, down to that frame, I know it's good. And then we're going to come to this frame and bring this over. You know, like, and I know they got hundreds of people on set. That's probably tracking every fucking frame and writing to interns right now. Not in
1: either of those instances, though. Not in Buster Keaton's movies and not in Robert Rodriguez's, you know, El Mariachi.
0: But But they both work. Yeah, and they work. and, And so through those two things those two really honest 5 minute filmmaking school and this every frame of painting video essay like i'm able to articulate that conversation about how those two directors are related to each other you know, like how their mm-hmm. styles are related and their filmmaking philosophies are related to each other because of those two things and uh yeah i think that that I, I, I think that that kind of criticism is crucial, but it's a it's definitely a dying art, or, or it's a, a diamond it's in the rough. out right of fashion. There we go. That's probably a better way. <laughs> I, I hope that's the case, that it's just sort of out of fashion.
1: Yeah. What I was thinking about before that I I, uh, I wanted to say was that, because I certainly don't have criticism figured out by any stretch of the imagination in terms of how to give it or, or receive it, yeah. but I have noticed that over um, time that, that it's very helpful to I'm not sure how to phrase this, but 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 it's good to know what the person either asking you for feedback for or what you're asking for feedback about. Right. When you present it. So it's like, are you Cause I, I definitely have done that. Like, you know, something's completely done. You know, it's mixed, it's mastered, it's on fucking CD and printed, and I'm maybe feeling uncomfortable with it and I'm playing it for people and I just want them to Ease my mind about some stuff, uh, <laughs> but like the so, but definitely, especially when I'm asked to give criticism, am like, well, what are you? Yeah. What should I be watching for? Like, what would be most helpful to you? Um, and then then you can kind of focus on those things to, to be most helpful for like what the person's after. Right? That's that's the one tiny nugget of criticism, sort of if you could call it wisdom um that i could impart <laughs> but uh well, but yeah also so ready ready player one was super fun i i want to oh, know man. what were some of your favorite because i am I'm, I'm feeling a a break coming up but we are what are some of the, your, yeah what are some of your favorite like easter eggs that you that you saw in the moment you're like oh my god <laughs> um
0: the mad ball definitely threw me Hell, for a loop yeah. All of the horror references, the shining that, that, that I can't tell you like how (laughs) I, that was so unexpected to me. And just like, cause for all the promos, you kept seeing the DeLorean, you kept seeing the iron giant. Those, those were the two main things that you saw King, maybe a shot of King Kong. Um, but uh, the the Chucky reference, the Freddy Krueger was in there. Jason was in there. I think I oh, saw I Mike did, Myers I in there. Jason.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: they're on Planet Doom. Where so they're in there like like fight like man. There's What's just,
1: Planet Doom? I don't know I that th- one.
0: That, I, I took that as just meaning like from the game Doom. Like it's oh uh, okay okay yeah we're probably missing a big geek reference there <laughs> yeah oh it's on voltron <gasps> what no that's yeah that's what it looks like yeah voltron yeah planet doom on voltron see see i mean that's like
1: the planet on voltron that's what it says oh yeah. i'm so
0: embarrassed that's fucking i was a big voltron kid yeah. i got some voltron vhs to this day so uh, i i'm um the teenage mutant Ninja turtles i saw on there that was awesome. Uh, they were in that that last shot there's just so much go that last battle like like big battle uh I love the Saturday night like the Saturday night fever references were oh, great. yeah
1: that was great
0: um trying to see
1: I was really one of the few that I felt like oh I might I might be seeing something I had a little like prideful thing like oh maybe I'm seeing something that not everyone sitting here is seeing um who's the guy running for office in back to the future goldie
0: oh yeah yeah mayor yeah. goldie so, brown so yeah
1: seeing the seeing the mayor goldie brown like campaign poster, i was like oh shit
0: <laughs> that's what i'm talking about it's, it's like clock tower. <laughs> it's wherever you happen to look that's how you know it was a great magic trick Is like they tucked things in there's so much in every frame that it didn't matter where you looked. you're gonna see something that you like or something that you recognize at least uh yeah, the Goldie Goldie Wilson. That's that was Goldie, his name. Wilson. Mayor Goldie mayor Wilson. Goldie Wilson. Yeah, uh,
1: and who is the, mayor, the soda jerk?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like down to that <laughs> mayor. Uh, Am I sweeping the floor, Your Honor? <laughs> uh,
1: oh, that makes me want to watch that movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I haven't um, seen that in a long time. So, yeah, oh, man, so fucking good. I, I swear, though. So there's a there's an orb in the movie that you have to say a spell, uh, to oh, turn yeah. it on and off. I That's swear, right. one of those spells is the spell part of the spell from Monster Squad the, that uh, they have to say. I, I would love that to be the case. I, I what I remember about the
1: Monster Squad thing is like a, it's in Latin. It has to be spoken by a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, it's in
0: German. It's like.
1: It's in German, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. it's in German, and it has to be spoken by a virgin. And so, like, there's certain. There's not a lot of it you hear, but I have a lot of the syllables, the sound of them in my head, so I didn't recognize them. But I would love that to be true.
0: <laughs> I and would it love would that surprise so much. me if it if it was. Uh, that, I, I mean, wonder I, about
1: the rights to all that. Right? Like, there's. I have no idea Zemeckis, how they secured right?
0: all that stuff. Like, like, um, and and they only refer. Uh, they only reference Star Wars, right? They don't show any Star Wars, right? But Ben Mendelssohn was fantastic.
1: I mean, that guy oh, yeah. kind of always great, but like yeah. he was, he was, yeah, as 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 advertiser as would one would hope. Because
0: they did not show any like lightsabers, or they talked about the Millennium yeah. Falcon. They didn't show any stormtroopers, right? Right. Uh, he's what? not. That wasn't Darth Vader's castle. That they were were the last castle. thing, right? <laughs> that- Uh, what's the name of that you know Darth Vader's lair Darth Vader's castle yeah on the lava planet because that's where in Rogue One that's where he goes to visit Vader that's Vader's oh. castle. That's his own personal, like, retreat. what? Yeah. I did not know Vader had a castle. Yeah. this his
1: new territory for his me. His
0: <laughs> castle is on the lava planet that he had his fight with Obi Wan. Like, he's on that I didn't planet. Know he had That's a uh, castle. I need yeah. to
1: know more about this. Where? How do you know so much about this? Where is this talked about? In uh, the it? Like,
0: expanded universe stuff. Oh. That's exciting. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, that whole thing. The whole thing from eight, like square one, like just, and I, again, I know there's people that don't like it. I don't care. I liked it. Oh, they can go eat a bowl of butts. Yeah. (laughs) I I
1: loved seeing you, how excited you were and emotionally were about talking about that movie. I also really enjoyed the movie too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was just that, like, I mean, it just, it just hit all of the right beats for me that just, man, was it good. And I love that he put it out on Easter weekend. Like that could have easily been a summer oh, blockbuster movie, but ah. it's an Easter egg, you know? Like that's exciting. Craig Hunt on Easter weekend. Oh
1: like, man, that's very fun. That's so fun. Yeah, that felt that to me like felt kind of like a Robert Zemeckis movie more than a Steven Spielberg one. Yeah. And maybe weren't the, they were both involved in Back to the Future, right? Like it was, yeah, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg produced. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, what a so, great! Yeah, if 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 you're at all intrigued by the idea of seeing Ready Player if play you lived one, you
0: in must. the '80s, you should just go see it. Like if you yeah. if you any pop culture stuff from the like there's say anything references in there. There's oh, yeah. you know like oh, it's so 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 good. I have the book downstairs. I'm gonna. I'm oh, gonna I forgot it, it was yeah. based
1: on a book. I've I've heard that some of the criticism is based on unfaithfulness to the book. I don't that know. That happens whatever, all the time. Yeah,
0: like that. I'm getting talking,
1: I, I like it's in the movie itself, the shiny you don't thing, like right? if you don't like it,
0: then go read the book because the book yeah. doesn't change just because it got made into a movie. If you like the book more, that's okay that's right you know, just like,
1: like just like uh what's uh, Raymond Chandler and James O'Barr then related to me via video. <laughs> what do you feel about Hollywood? How, what how do you feel about what Hollywood's done to your books? Fucking Hollywood hasn't done anything to my books. They're over there on the shelf where they've always been.
0: Yep. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Oh shit! Fucking Colt Forty Five. Pour this out for the crow right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, should we take a, a short adjournment and then come back and um, Yeah, let's take know. a little
0: break. Get some things. I'm um, get
1: my Mad Balls, my Shining cover.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go down and uh, eat a quick piece of cake. I think. Quick, quick piece of cake. Didn't you upload a video? Th- <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch that. Oh hell yeah, we gotta watch that. Uh, so uh, I have there's a video. When we come back, we're gonna see a video. We're gonna see. Um, I, I don't really have anything on the King Corner. I'm still plugging through King, but uh, let's just go through the the rigmarole. Go to audibletrial.com slash lwsd and sign up for your free audible trial and get your free audiobook where you can download ready player 1 i'm sure or uh, um, double check any of our other books that we we talk about regularly we've talked about, the, about shining the shining today find that one. um there is a uh, there is a version of pet cemetery that just got released and i'm pretty sure it's C. Thomas Howell is reading it. Whoa! Let me check this. This is exciting. Is he in the movie? Uh, I don't know.
1: I, I'm not sure. I want to know because remember, I have this whole thing Maybe where to C. me, Thomas Pet Sematary. Samus-
0: Who's the guy from The Office that was in the for a little bit? That was that's from that area era. Era? Oh man. Who's I'm the guy sure. that's in um Secretary? Was
1: oh James Spader? Whoa! That no, no, cool. that's not it either. <laughs> Oh, fine. I'll get to the bottom of this right quick. Why can't I search? What have you done, Audible? <sighs> what?
0: L W S. Michael C Hall. Jeez. Oh oh oh! Sure, yeah. Oh my gosh. C Thomas Howell is exciting to Yeah. Who's Michael C. Hall? Let me see a picture of him. He's Sorry. uh
1: he's from the Breakfast Club. He's like um he's the youngest kid. And also he he did the TV series of the Dead Zone.
0: Wait. No, Michael C. Hall, is that who I said?
1: I think so. Are we all
0: wrong? <laughs> no, he Michael C. Hall is the guy from Dexter. <gasps> oh my god, really?
1: Oh shit, that'd be amazing. Because Dexter Michael. has all that voiceover.
0: Oh, yeah. I miss Dexter. Michael C. Hall. To narrate his first underbridge pet cemetery audiobook.
1: oh dear god that's yeah the I'm guy in. from dexter that guy and that's just coming up for me because i'm i'm almost Jesus, through, i got all uh, excited
0: i didn't even know who the hell it was talking about but that still is cool that it's the it's guy actually from dexter. Even, yeah it's, it's, it's even, even better, better. yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so. i'm almost through uh i'm almost through road work really uh, enjoying that i'm only doing one day a week right now but yeah. then i have kujo but i i think pet cemetery is right around oh, the corner. oh man
0: so you're going to have to listen to this new version and tell me how Fuck it is. Yeah, I'm going to listen. To, I'm
1: going to get it from audibletrial.com/lwsd. Yeah. Uh, is
0: sure LWSD?
1: Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Make sure you go to Twitter, subscribe, find us at LWSD Pod. You can email us at lwspod at gmail.com. Subscribe at all of your any of your favorite platforms: Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music. Spice searching "Long, Long, Short, Drink," or you can go to YouTube where you get to see us in addition to listen to us uh moto listens to all of our episodes over there uh on youtube make sure that you subscribe at our youtube channel by searching long long short drink click the bell to get notified because we also will live stream our recording sessions that end up becoming our podcast episodes you could always join us for those as well and interact with us live while we do that so
1: and uh for anyone listening on a podcast um after the break there's going to be some visual shit i'm going to show some mad balls i'm going to show my shining uh we're going to watch a video video we're going to watch a video on our youtube video those things you can see on the youtube version
0: um we also need to do uh, there's a couple staff things i want to talk about cool um plans for a future episode and then uh, um i made it through this call 45 you did i, make it I, through I the don't whole, I, i'm on my second one
1: i looked it up it's like a five point something alcohol thing so even though it was 40 ounces i'm not feeling you know fucked up so <laughs> that's <All right>. good <laughs> for everybody yeah no All that right. is really good.
0: is <laughs> let's take 10 what do you think okay Perfect. Seven. Seven, <laughs> yeah. Seven. seven yeah. Whatever. Works. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Okay. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Cold 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Cold 45 than without it. But why take chances? The power of Cold 45 I'm Cold.
0: <laughs> 60
1: count! <down! laughs> Sixty degrees. And I actually degrees. just turned it down uh to fifty five her because I know she'll be going to bed soon. <laughs> but uh, that was
0: so cold. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. Fifty five, that's crazy, man. Good for you guys.
1: I mean, at night time, like we we sleep with the dogs; they're huddled up by us. She sleeps really hot, and if she and she has trouble sleeping. So I totally get it. Like the fifty five at nights, no problem. It's just during the day. <laughs> we're at, we're
0: at you guys 60's. should get like Nest or something to just like so you just set it at certain times; it'll automatically adjust.
1: Yeah, it's so funny you say that because the bride's dad, with whom she's incredibly close and talks to so many times a day, even though he lives states away he He was obsessed for a long time that we must have this thermostat that that we could set it on timers, yeah, and for some reason we were both just like yeah, we don't need we don't need that <laughs> we just set it when we want to set it, but we have to make a long story short in the last few months, we got a new furnace and we have a new <laughs> thermostat, the one he wanted, <laughs> and we still set it manually <laughs> Even is it like it
0: a digital to- one like a touchscreen one is or like
1: uh, it's not touch screen, but uh, it's like one of the one of his old ones. But oh. but you can totally program it. We just don't because like we just set it when we want. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so silly. Um. So I know we're, we're we're um bringing the the ship in and stuff, but like um I wanted to. I guess this will be a Dave's Dicks slash JC and me.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh. So just recently, uh, the cyborg. Shout Factory release of Cyborg came out and uh I learned an important lesson, which is well, we all know that that Shout Factory are they're fighting the good fight to give uh cult movies the criterion <laughs> treatment. But uh I was kind of late to that party. And uh, so now that I'm on board and now that I get their newsletter and stuff and know what they're releasing, and so much of it is things that I want to have, uh If you order directly from them, particularly if you pre-order, you will get (coughs) their releases two weeks in advance of the street date, and oftentimes with a poster. So I've been keeping a close eye on this uh, Cyborg uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie uh, release. It's the first Jean-Claude Van Damme movie to come out on Shout Factory, Hopefully not the last. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There are not a lot of special editions of his movies, uh, but uh, I guess we're hitting that cycle in the nostalgia thing, the 20 years. Um, In any event, so um, we did an episode on this bizarre, fucked up movie in in our early Long Walk Short Drink run. So episode 13, a lot of what we're drawing from comes from... my my additional knowledge about it comes from you know my my notebook <laughs> but also the um the DigiDream Studios German release of the director's cut which is called Slinger and was loaded with a bunch of special features including the director's director Albert Pean's uh commentary and um his cut of the of the movie the movie was taken away from him after the uh first sort of test screening that's actually sh- uh, 88 minutes or it's it's a shorter than the finished movie but right. as was happening a lot at that time or what happened with bloodsport bloodsport almost never came out and jacques van damme went in and helped with the editing was able to sort of with the editor with an editor ooh sorry maybe that 40 did kick in
2: yeah.
1: with, <laughs> with an editor and some great music uh Rescued sort of Bloodsport and made it into the, the cult classic that we know today. And so when there was a um, bad buzz, uh, what, what what happened really is the writer of Bloodsport was in one of these early screenings of Cyborg, and Van Damme was off filming Kickboxer in Thailand, and his friend Sheldon Ledich, who wrote Cyborg, or sorry, who wrote Bloodsport and Lineheart, and a bunch of other other stuff, uh, he called him up. He's like, "Hey, man." things are not going well with this With this follow-up to Bloodsport. You better get back here. <laughs> oh, so, shit. So JC um, <clears throat> appealed to the people at Canon Films. He's like, you know, I, I've i rescued Bloodsport. I can do the same with this movie. And so they let him and they took it away from Albert Pean And whatever. Um, anyway, uh, so Cyborg came out in 1989. It is what it is. It's a fucked up movie. We talk about it in great detail on episode 13. But um, there aren't like, American special editions of Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. movies. And, so, and Shout Factory... Ooh, by uh, the way, not, I'm ahead. sorry. Just to cut please. you off, please, Someone's
0: please, please follow Albert Pian online on Twitter. He, he is so active on there. The, yeah. And just like he really, really appreciates fans and like fans who appreciate his films. <laughs> like he really give shouts out to them like I I just see him pop up on my Twitter feed all the time and it's him like oh this fan here's a fan talking about one of my films and I remember when we shot that and blah 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 and like shares that person's video which might not get any views ever you know and like he's it's just so great did see yeah, that happening? he made so. a lot of movies that you'd be
1: surprised to be like oh or at least for me like i recognize a lot of the films that he was involved <laughs> with uh and his, his name is spelled p y u n
0: yeah sorry i didn't him. mean to cut you off but we had mentioned oh. him a few times and no um, i'm glad I wanted that you to did interject that, that please follow him if you're a fan of any of his movies because it's very rewarding
1: yeah and one of the reasons i wanted to make sure to shoehorn this into an already long and spirited discussion is that um i tweeted when i got my cyborg shout factor release so it was, it was weird because like i was following this for a long time and the release date kept getting pushed back and the special features announcement kept getting pushed back as they were in development and one of the we- ways that I found out about what they were was through following Albert Pion on Twitter. He posted like behind-the-scenes stuff from when... I was like, I knew the date, and we put it on our Long Walk Short Drink account when they recorded his commentary for Cyborg for the Shout Factory release, which is not his director's cut, which is funny, because he's like, well, it's not my director's cut, but all right. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I uh, I've been keeping an eye on it, and I was like, I felt like it was in April, so I logged on, and I saw... Oh, that's approaching, and I hadn't ordered it yet. And uh, and then you see this thing when you go to shoutfactory.com and look at their releases. Order from shoutfactory.com. I'm looking at the cyborg page, and get a free eighteen by twenty-four rolled poster free- featuring our brand new artwork while supplies last, and also get shipped two weeks early. So I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was coming out in late April. So I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I just ordered it, and like within days, I had all this show up on my doorstep, and. I was working from home. I had some cameras around and some like, fuck it. I'll shoot like a unboxing video. Cause it, you don't usually get a, uh, a Blu-ray in like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a rectangular box, like a long rectangular box. And it was because of the poster. Right. So it's not super exciting. I haven't actually put it together, but I guess I will. Cause I said I would (laughs) in a tweet (laughs) that shout factory picked up. Um, And I, so I'll put together a quick unboxing thing, uh, put it on our long walk, short drink account. But so I tweeted that out that day and just so happened to be the first person to, to do so because it's not really out yet. Right. (laughs) So they, so shout factory picked it up and and posted it out. And I promised a review of the Blu-ray on this episode. So that's why I'm bringing it up. And so that's what I'm holding in my hand. The, um, the new Shout Factory release of Cyborg. Uh, so I'll read the bonus features here. It's a, a new 4K scan from the original film elements. It's it's remarkably good. Like there's a, the the villain in the piece, like Fender wears these, uh, you can see on the YouTube feed, the these these like, um, all I can think of is Oakley's. <laughs> Remember that in the early, late 80s, early 90s. Ray-Ban, kind of are those Ray-Ban
0: sunglasses? S- something A-V-Eaters? like that.
1: Not, definitely not aviators they yeah. have that kind of like they cover a lot more of your face and so they're all like dusty the
0: to me, like that bono wears during
1: oh yeah a little bit yeah kind of just it was a little bit before all that but yeah. so the villain wears that and in one of the the shots uh on the blu-ray I could see a reflection of the crew. <laughs> like plain as day like wow. dude was wearing uh, a white shirt with with red sort of ring like what well, ringer t he was wearing it yeah and he was obviously just trying to kind of do whatever his crew job was but i could see it and it's a key shot in the movie too where Fender like holds up a severed head he's like i'll show you the homer show and it's like i'm just looking at the crew guy on this wow. transfer yeah it's pretty it's pretty great so so there's that uh new audio commentary with director albert Pune. Um, I actually, I got this about a week ago, and as the show has divulged, things have been a little nuts, so I, I fell asleep during, after about like 20 minutes of that, having watched the rest of this, so I can't quite report on that yet. But the feature at uh, a ravaged future, The Making of Cyborg, featuring interviews with direct, writer-director Albert Pion, actors Vincent Klein, Deborah Richter, and Terry Batson, director of photography, director of photography, Phil and Alan waters and editor roseanne i'm not going to try her last name that was pretty cool that and the shoestring fantasy effects of cyborg featurette were both uh pretty interesting it was was amazing to see fender who's just like a surfer guy the villain in the movie is just a surfer guy from hawaii so uh, without getting into it uh cyborg came about Because two canon films fell apart, (laughs) both of which were being in pre-production at the same time. One was uh, The Amazing Spider-Man that never came to be. They were going to make it canon films, directed by Albert Pune, and also he was directing a sequel to Masters of the Universe. And so they had to kind of make use of what, if you know, sets, etc.
0: At least the Masters of the Universe one, like, literally... They had, they were just about to shoot, and that movie got canceled. Like, they, re- Both, they had 20, yeah. Like Both none.
1: movies were two weeks away from starting to shoot. Because, like, what their idea was with... Uh, or, sorry, Spider-Man was two weeks away from shooting. Because their idea was to shoot all the Peter Parker stuff prior to him becoming Spider-Man. <clears throat> and then take a break. Like, they're going to cast someone who could bulk up like crazy. So, they were going to shoot for a while in, like, Raging Bullet. And then, like... If that's a phrase, <laughs> and then take a break, shoot Master of the Universe, then shoot the latter half as Spider Man. Right. So they had all these Brooklyn sets and all these kind of futuristic sets. It all fell apart. And um Albert Pewin came up with this vehicle with it. He wrote for Chuck Norris. Bloodsport had just hit, so they 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 made it a Jean Claude Van Damme thing and then he kind of reworked it. But uh so the so who who was gonna play He Man and Masters of the Universe was Laird Hamilton, who's a famous surfer. Uh who, if you can picture him, I kind of know him because he's he was featured in an, an episode of Iconoclast with Eddie Vedder. That's how, how I knew who he is. <laughs> um, but, so he, he would be a good He-Man. He didn't get to play He-Man, but at the meeting for that movie, his buddy Vince Klein was along, who Albert P. logged in his head as a certain sort of type. I don't even think he was acting. But he ended up getting cast as the villain Fender in this movie. And in the movie, Fender is super intimidating. He has these, like, bright blue eyes that um, I guess are modeled after Henry Fonda in Once Upon a Time in the West, which I have not seen, but, like, these super, like, blue eyes, so they're contacts. They're very unsettling. But And then he has this dubbed voice, super deep. Like, my voice is kind of rocked from my rageful fit earlier, but <laughs> it, uh I could never approximate the it's like it's pitched down to the point yeah. where when i was a kid getting into this it was the movie came out in 89 i was probably getting into it in 1990 and i was on the tail end of just like being dressing up like batman because of tim burton's <laughs> batman coming out and i was super excited about this movie but in my mind so if you can picture or remember in tim burton's batman the flashback scene where in that movie they make the joker the murderer of bruce wayne's parents as like a young thug jack napier the yeah. character which made dramatic sense but it's completely inaccurate in the comic chronology but in that it, flashback it's like a slowed down voice because it's the past so he's like you know you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> slowed down <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah
0: i know what you're but, talking about
1: I was so excited about Cyborg and it was so <clears throat> forbidden because it is a deeply fucked up movie <laughs> that oh, I shouldn't yeah. have been able to watch at this age, but I was desperate and like conniving to do so. My dad tried to censor a version on VHS unsuccessfully and gave up after the first 20 minutes that I just watched for a while. But I was like making my own box art on like dot matrix printers. I was typing up synopses and stuff. Oh, wow. And in my estimation, the guy that must have played Fender was the same guy that I was able to get from the Batman credits that played uh, a young Jack Napier because their voice sounded the same.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Because yeah.
1: I was a child.
0: <laughs> yeah. But in yeah.
1: reality, both were just probably voiceovers from nameless actors whose yeah. voices were slowed down. In any event, oh. the real life guy that played the fucked up figure of Fender is this surfer guy called Vincent Klein who you get to see in these interviews. And he's just like a just like an old dude now, who sort of talks normal and seems pretty nice, <laughs> and it's it's so weird and interesting. Um, Deborah Richter, I think, who plays uh, Nadie in the film, like the younger woman that that's along, kind of helping JC fight the flesh pirates. She looks fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say it. She kind of has like a something with her. Like a cleft palate or something, maybe kind of. In the movie, it's ver- her look is very interesting. It's part of why she was cast. Yeah. But now, twenty plus years later, twenty five years later, she looks <clears> like <throat> something out of a Tim Burton movie. I'm sorry to say, I, I shouldn't oh, have said that a lot, God. but like that was disconcerting.
0: Um. So all those stuff. Mondo says death music, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a. Um, and he says that Fender's voice in real life is so much higher.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I really cuz you could see him in uh, point break and it's really high. Yeah. But in this like he's old enough and maybe it's one of those things like maybe I'm I'm totally projecting here. But like if you listen to Kevin Smith early in his career his voice sounds one way you know so many years of being a stoner later his voice is much deeper yeah yeah fender sounds not like fender but not at all the high pitched tone that i, I expected it, yeah. to hear yeah anyway very cool very uh, all that stuff is very very fun to see interesting little tidbits honestly it's not nearly as kind of in depth or as revealing as the german <laughs> slinger uh but whatever um you take what you can get one of the like little gems, though, is there are extended interviews from um, Mark Hartley's documentary, Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of canon films that Palmer hit me to on yeah. the same night we conceived this podcast. Um, in that movie, they talk... I mean, Cyborg is but a blip towards the end right before canon goes bankrupt. But they have an hour's worth of interviews from Albert Pian and Sheldon Leditch. So you got the oh, writer-director of Cyborg... And the writer of Bloodsport, who was around, he was the guy that, like, called JC in Thailand and said, Hey, man, <laughs> shit's fucked up. Oh, you better come back yeah. and fix this. So, all that was very interesting. There's a still gallery and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm super pleased. I'm one of the things that uh, you could see in the unboxing video, but I'll just show you for our YouTube listeners that the, the Show Factory does that's so wonderful. Uh, here's the 1989 uh, Cyborg. VHS that I've held on to is fucking contact papered.
0: Wow. The
1: uh, synopsis I probably copied and credited the actor from <laughs> the, the Batman flashback for Fender. I love this, uh, this, this cassette and in the Blu-ray, uh, here's the DVD from Canon. I think it was like a four, three crop. Yeah, it's fine. It's got a nice little like booklet and stuff, but it's not, it's not the same. It doesn't have the same, like that's the poster. Like that's the one sheet as they would call it. Anyway, Canon, Canon, shout factory, they have the slip cover, they got the poster, and then they have the double-sided sleeve that that always comes shipped up with the new artwork that they've created, but on the flip side is always the exact same thing, but the cover is always modeled after the period accurate artwork, in this case, to the letter to say the star of Bloodsport. So, there you have it. If it it all appeals to you, seek it out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and, and just for the, like, maybe for the non JCVD fans that have that maybe like other of these cultish or video rental or what have you films from the 80s or 90s. There is shout factory has so many of those that they do this really thorough treatment to you get like literally the best transfer of the film that you can get on the current medium that there is. So Blu-ray and then they get as much behind the scenes stuff as they can. And they throw that in there. You get the double box art. Like it's really, it's worth going to their website because you can just stumble upon things that you're just like, Oh my gosh, I want that. And I want that. And I want that. that."
1: Yeah. And it's very long walk, short drink centric. Like they have, so many Stephen King movies like they, they kind of like start to prioritize some of these things. So Stephen King films are a big one. John Carpenter films are a big one. Wes Craven. Oh, it's a treasure trove. I mean, those
0: three right there, I could go, I could probably clean out their whatever they have of those three. Yeah. People and appreciate all of them. So
1: Mad Max, I'm looking at it. They did the Mad Max. (coughs) Oh yeah,
0: that's fan. I'm going to, I need that because I only have Fury Road. I need the other ones. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's good. So I can't say enough good things
0: about yeah. Shadow Factory. Ironically, so, though, though like while time we're time. talking about Cyborg and how it used the sets of uh, what was supposed to be Master of the Universe two and uh, Spider Man, yeah, because like, that's like Doc yeah. Ock stuff. Like, weren't weren't those glasses supposed to be like the Doc Ock glasses? Or
1: oh no, um, they they wanted to do some kind of lizard villain. Oh, oh you, you're right. Actually, let me step back for a second. I think you're right. Because what I learned from that extended interview thing that I mentioned from Electric Boogaloo was that whoever was wanting to do this uh, Spider-Man thing, they wanted to do Doc Ock. And Albert Pion was like, no, that's we cannot do that. That's way too expensive. Yeah. So they were going to do some kind of lizard villain, which is where some of the sewer sets came from. But I bet I bet you're right about that, about, oh. about the glasses. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like yeah. from, like, 80s-era Doc Ock.
0: Yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. Well done. Um. Anyways, he, d- definitely check out Shout Factory. What's uh, Moto's got here? He's like, I hope they aren't more than two hundred fifty dollars. Oh, good, good pull. No, that's it's that's only twenty eight forty
1: three. Yeah, <laughs> from uh, ShoutFactory.com.
0: Um. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's a great Dave's digs, and uh, I have. <laughs> I think I have a palmer's pleasure I, I think that's probably the best thing to fit into this le- this video. I'm gonna play the video through the um long walk short drink account, so uh Moto will get to hear it too oh, uh, great. and then great, we'll get great. to hear it live. We don't have to play anything, so I'll just um I guess I'll just share the screen here and then
1: so uh, the audio will come through too?
0: Yeah, the audio should come through whoa screen share in the future. your entire screen share. <clears throat> All right, let me see here what we have. Let's go, yep, it's already up. All right, so I'm gonna start playing this and then it should, if we talk it though, it'll still cut in, it'll show us, which will be Uh-oh. awesome. Very so this video, like, so for this live thing and probably for the episode, mm. I still need to edit this video down there. There's stuff in here. It's probably going to be a lot of me rambling because it's just the raw video that I just shot. Uh, Cause, and I'm really excited, I think uh, in the video. So um, I, I, I had, and I've never, I didn't watch it after I was done. I just like hit stop on my phone and then put my phone away. And Excellent. then I uploaded to YouTube. So this is okay. the first time I'm watching it. This is the first time anybody's seeing it. Excellent. Uh, but this is my this is my current Palmer's pleasure right now. So uh, let's it's only it's four minutes and twenty one seconds. Uh, oh, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, it's so close. <laughs> uh. All right, all right, long walkers. Palmer just picked this up today. His second whoa, pinball machine. We picked up a. Space Invaders on Craigslist, it was too good to pass up, just even for the practice. Uh, I've been wanting to build a virtual cabinet anyways. Uh, Well, actually, I have already built a virtual cabinet. I just wanted a cabinet to put it in. So if at the very least, I'll I'll be able to use this. The price on this was so good that I'll be able to use that, uh, use this at the very least for that. but I want to practice on trying to get it to run. Um, the general illumination will come on. That's about it. And not even all of that. I think some of that is blown bulbs, but I don't think all of it is blown bulbs. Uh, the play field is absolutely wrecked. The whole thing, I mean, there's nothing on here that doesn't need restored. The of course,
1: gone. for our podcast listeners, you can see this at the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube for number 45. Also, I guess on videos mentioned maybe? We'll see. Um, no,
0: well, yeah, I'll. Uh, I don't know. I this might be a show because I call this Palmer's Pinball Adventure the beginning. Oh, okay. Because so I'm can, gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna. We'll probably just create a playlist for these videos. Um,
1: that's a good call. So, so if you want to see it, uh, yeah, go to, to to YouTube for for oh, episode right. forty-five.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be ready by then by by then. I'll commit to that because right now it's still set as private. Like uh you need the u r l to see it flash uh for this looks amazing all of the tests that it passed. and it does and if it doesn't flash at all, it means you basically have to test back to figure out what the problem is but see like the the play field is totally destroyed. you can see like down to the wood and everything on there um and it shouldn't be like that and like the all the paints worn' off there like right now on eBay just the back glass just the back glass second this the, the main back glass is $300 this is pr- pristine there's no flaking whatsoever on this back glass um <clears throat> this is an infinity mirror so it actually has two pieces to the back glass which means this is the full back glass is intact when this machine is actually functional the like I've watched videos of the, somebody playing this machine it's amazing like it looks great it looks pretty
1: exciting as is so. I'm I'm on board for this kind of uh, yeah. thing in general. Like I, <laughs> I yeah. don't even need to edit it. I just like the narrated I'm thing. i
0: probably putting some shots in here, some actual stills, but I'll just give it a good once-over. Uh, they were actually... Bally was sued... I don't know the exact story, but Bally was sued for the rights that looked too much like the Xenomorph from Ridley Scott's Alien. So... um. Bally actually had to pay licensing rights for all 11,000 of these machines that it produced. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's it. It, uh, It's pretty sweet. Um, If I tease the switch, I can get
1: So many. That's what she said for me in this. Like, yeah. tease the switch, and there's something about the playing field being destroyed. There's a lot of things <laughs> I've been holding my tongue, but I couldn't anymore. <laughs>
0: oh, here we go. Oh, see, so you get some sounds. See how the infinity? Because the two back glasses, you can see how the lights like go. They look like they go on forever. That's the infinity effect. See how on the back glass there. Yep. So it makes me think there's a fuse or a short. I mean, there's obviously a short somewhere. So. We'll clean it up and see what we can do, but expect plenty of videos to come on this as I restore this and and, and practice this, and you can learn the fate of this pinball machine. Thanks for watching. Palm around. That's so exciting. So yeah, I uh, I picked that up for two hundred bucks, uh, fifty dollars short of yeah. the uh, golden yeah. mean. I, and Ash is totally on board for me restoring that so this is like i'm too broke to have a like i have a hot rod to restore you know <laughs> and we don't have kids so there's something you need something to throw money into uh, i guess so um but my game plan is and i'm actually really excited for this uh i don't know have you ever seen under a play field on a pinball machine uh-uh. like like what it looks like when you, if you you because you can lift So like that thing that the ball, the play field that the ball's on that like bumps off of everything and you use the flippers and all that, you can lift that out of the pinball machine. Like it lifts right up like the hood of a car. Oh, wow. Right. And, uh, let me see if I can find an image. Let me find an image of one because you need to see it to just appreciate what it looks like. Um, so this, let's see if I can find one of this, of the actual space invaders, like what it looks like underneath, uh, does not look like it. Uh, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> oh, whoa. Right there. Yeah. Uh, that's, so that's not, uh, that's not of space invaders. But this is a good open link and a new open image in a new tab. Copy. Uh, so this is this is the for a quick image of like what it looks like underneath. I just sent a URL there in the chat. If you click on that URL, you'll see. Uh, um. Whoa. <laughs> so it's just like it. It's just like wires and light bulbs and coils and metal rails and can you share your screen real quick lots of lots of voltage uh yeah that's what she said yeah that's uh man that's intense (laughs) uh so there that's what uh it looks like um so like this right here this is a coil for your flippers this is what makes the flippers like actually flip when you push the buttons Um, and then like this, do you see this like big train, this big, like bundle, thick bundle of wires, right? That's the wiring harness. Yeah. And every one of those wires, like each one wire will go to and connect to one thing. So like every light bulb has to have one wire go to it. And there could be like in space invaders, I think there's 190, some light little bulbs in it, like throughout the whole machine. Whoa. And so every one of those needs a wire that goes to it through that harness. And so um, there, there's just like tons of all this stuff. And the more modern the machines get, the more complicated this gets underneath it. Right. <laughs> uh, which I guess that's not that's true so- to an extent because the earliest pinball machines, those are electromechanical machines. A lot of this stuff is done with like computer chips and switches. Those old machines actually, he had, they were like big Rube Goldberg machines. Like there was actually mechanical servos that would go through and count like how many times they would cycle to get things, certain things to happen on the, on the pinball machine. And, um, they would actually mechanically worked for everything to happen. That's why they were so simple on the play field. Um, I, I'm going to rebuild that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to redo every wire on that table like that's what i want to do i want to oh literally (laughs) staggering (laughs) it's that i know it sounds like it but it's i know this sounds crazy it is i purchased that on sunday today's wednesday i literally have been the more excited more focused more better with my eating more like calm. It it, like just working on it and thinking about it centers me. I, I don't know. That's great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, and the idea, the more I think about the, at first I was really, so, um, we kind of, I kind of talked over it, but what I was saying on that video, what I say on that video is I paid $200 for that whole machine I could take just the glass out of the back part that has the alien on it. And right now there's one of those on eBay and it's $300. The front part that like causes the infinity thing. Let me, I, there was a picture of that. Uh, so that I, you can see what I'm talking about. Link in a new tab so that the front part to get this, effect i know when you see this picture you'll know what i'm talking about the infinity mirror uh to get this effect you need two like two things to happen basically it's like a two-way mirror but we're seeing the back part of it and that mirror reflects it just reflects back and forth to create an infinity effect but you need two pieces of glass for that to happen And so the front piece is worth, that's on eBay, that's $200. So between those two pieces of glass, I could get $500 and double, like more than double my money that I have in the table, right? Whoa. So I know I can always go back to that, but again, you got to spend money to do the restore. You can't do that for free. So there's a point where I wouldn't be able to get my money back out of it. And I'll obviously cross that point if I want to do this full, like from the ground up rebuild of this. Um, but Ash is like totally again, like I don't deserve, like I don't deserve her. I would uh, say
1: you do. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no, no, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, but it's just like she's totally supportive of it. So like, um, like the playfield, like I've already, I've already, I've already doubled the my investment in it just because the play field is wrecked on that. Um, there's a lot of pinball going into this and I, and I'm still like a layman. So I'm sure there's pinball people like there's pinball people that will freak out when they see me flip that machine on and what the lights flickering and everything. Like I'm sure I'm doing irreparable damage, but I knew even at that point that I was going to rebuild it from the ground up. Um, so, uh, I've already doubled my investment because the play field, it, like modern play fields on pinball machines have a big, real thick, they have either a real thick clear coat or they have a real thick like, uh, layer over top of them to protect. The ball could roll on it forever and won't really do that much damage to it. Of course, if you clean it, that's fine. Uh, but these older machines they didn't do anything like you were supposed to just use a wax cleaner on it because they weren't intending the machine to like last forever they weren't expecting somebody in 2018 that machine was made in in 1979 they were not when they made that in 1979 they didn't they did not expect somebody in 2018 to like buy it out of a barn you know what i mean <laughs> like uh so the in, in the play field is just blown out Because the ball has literally just worn it down to the wood, right? Are you hearing this? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Blown out wood. Like, yeah, I hear all of it. Um, But on eBay, I found that somebody had uh, um, an overlay where it's basically like a a playfield replacement. It's like a big sticker that then you have to clear coat over top of that sticker but you have to sand the play fields. First off, you have to cl- take everything off of the playfield so that it's just there, so that it's just the playfield. Then you have to take a belt sander and belt sand what's left of the art off down to the wood. And then you put the sticker on that looks like the playfield. And then you clear coat over top of that. You put a real thick layer of clear coat over top of that. And then it looks, it's like a new play field then at that point. Right. Oh, um, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but that sticker was, was another $200. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, so the, like if I'm going to, and, oh, and I had searched around, you can't find that sticker anywhere else. Like that's the only, like, and this guy only had two of them. Right. And I'm like, babe so here's the circumstances and she's just like, do it. And I'm like, okay. And so I committed to that. So like now I have $400 in this table, but I, I know I can now get the play field looking pretty decent. So and the, the, the electrical part and the circuit boards and all that stuff, like I know with, with money, with some money, And a lot of time in YouTube, I can fix all of the mechanical stuff. I'm not in the electrical stuff. I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about the, like, repainting the cabinet, rebuilding the, like, fixing the cabinet so that it's all, like, aligned right and looks good. And um, that's the stuff that I'm more concerned about. The Like, rewiring everything, that sounds exciting to me more than anything. So... It's just that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: and the, the investment part of it, as you talk about it, I can imagine, I can understand why you'd want to think that way. But if you think about like what you said bef- at the beginning of how you felt about all this. Yeah. And if you think about that investment in terms of like, if you were going to see a therapist or something. Like
0: oh, sure. It's yeah. Probably no, a lot cheaper. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, and that all of that is like, all of that is fair. And there, it's not without saying that when it's all said and done, I, I could s- still, it would still be sellable. Like there would still be, there's still a market where somebody would want to buy that for some amount of money. You know what I mean? Um, whether or not I would make my money back in it, if, especially if you want to factor in labor, like the amount of time that i spent in it, you know, like, but it just really interests me and it really, um, it really seems like something I I'm, I'm pretty confident I can do, <coughs> and it will totally be rewarding. And it'll be great to like go back to all these photos in this video and see what it looked like on that first day that I had it. And then if I can get it running, uh, and get it working again, to be like, oh man, look at where look at what it looks like now, you know? Oh yeah. So
1: I'm I'm excited to see that, and I and I can imagine too that by sharing these videos on youtube some of the i mean people are bound to come out of the woodwork that are also engaged in similar practices that could maybe help you right Uh, a little like oh
0: and that that's the thing too that um i was talking to ash about that tonight like i want to make these videos i by no means there are there are men who are striving to preserve this into this um these machines these older machines like str- who have worked their entire lives to preserve them and there are all there is already an entire community that exists that I wouldn't know what I know about pinball if that community didn't exist so these videos I definitely don't want to come from the angle of this is how you fix a pinball machine I want to come from the angle of this is how I learned how to fix a pinball machine to like pay back to that, like to direct people to that community. Like, this is what I worked on. Here's what I'm going to work on in this video. And here's where I went to learn how to do that and like direct my, so like when I'm working on something, I might have a time lapse and I might interject in between that time lapse and say like, I went to this video, like this this guy's video. He In this part, he talks about this section. And that really applied to this part of me building the table. Because um, I think that's the... Between the forums that I go on and the videos that I watch on YouTube and the articles and the old manuals that people have meticulously scanned back into PDF that are like... I I just printed today the 1979 manual. You can still see the like ring the like the you know the zip binders, the like those black ring binders that like you pull the Oh
1: yeah, you know? that's how uh Oh, are they thick? Like they're a little extra thick, not like a spiral bound notebook you get. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, you know, yeah. There's like that one black stripe that runs down the spine, and then there's little yeah, loops that. But like, they're
1: they're thicker. I was gonna say that's how our quote unquote book, or a photo book, was was published. But that's, I, I think I know what you mean though. Like when they're, it's like a little extra thick, and then that they, they don't quite connect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they just like tuck it's in kind there, of a pain you know. In the ass.
0: And yeah, like all the, like, the rectangular, the yeah. holes are rectangular i don't miss um, those but you i can, remember you them. can see those on the pdf where somebody had like scanned in they scanned in every page of this like opera this own um service manual uh for this machine and it's out there in multiple places online that you can download it and i printed it today and i and could go through it and i could read the wiring diagrams because i watched another video where a guy like talks about how you read a wiring diagram and like what the symbols mean and what that you know so um it's just again learning from the internet it's awesome Learning. i'm excited
1: to watch your journey i think i mean from someone who has no impulse to try to to do this so i wouldn't be trying to learn from it yeah i I wouldn't I'll, i'll enjoy seeing like your i'll enjoy seeing your journey i guess it's a little bit like a a perpetual unboxing video for me you know what i mean like yeah um like it's exciting to see for me to see you discover it and and for you to sort of encounter obstacles and conquer them
0: yeah so um yeah i thanks i think that's kind of what i'm what i'm going for and we'll see how it grows and uh (laughs) that's what she said uh oh man uh, i can't wait for all that yeah <laughs> uh we'll just see what happens I and mean, i'm not i don't have any idea on like a I, you know there i'm gonna it's just i'm gonna put a video together as i as i'm doing them i thought i maybe be doing like some pinball updates but i i got some ideas for some cool stuff uh that, some cool videos that i want to shoot for our channel uh oh, i'm of, excited one of them uh, uh there. Well, and
1: I would uh encourage our our podcast listeners, even if you're not gonna watch on YouTube, um, we'd love to get a unique URL, and oh, to do yes. that, you have to have at least a hundred subscribers, and we're climbing our way that in that direction. But yes. so if you Please, go right to right YouTube's YouTube. search "Long Walk Short Drink" and just click subscribe, that would that would help so that we can direct people to this. Yeah, well, and, and the bell for the yeah. live shows. Um, yep. I did a one t- for when I was making my second album, I, I did this kind of video vlog thing where I held m- every week I put out some kind of video, but as someone who makes video also as a profession, like I was going to say on the side, I, that's how it feels. Like I feel yeah. like I make a living on the side,
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> why
1: I feel like there aren't enough hours in the day, but, um, when I when I did that uh, flip video was was new and that, that those little recorders and and they don't even exist anymore. But what I had to do for myself at the time, I was like, okay, if I'm gonna make a video a week, at first I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a minute period, and then even like I remember pumps that was so nice, like you you never know who's watching or paying attention, and I would never. Yeah, you would never know. Anyway, pumps was like, "Hey, man, minutes too short." I'm like, "Hey, you're watching this too? Okay, thanks." But so, yeah. But I still needed a bit of restriction. I found for myself to do that kind of yeah. regular thing. So it was helpful to have that little device, that camera, and in this case, maybe that's your phone. But I was like, "I'm only gonna use. I'm not gonna put this into the like video editing software that I can use. I'm gonna use the like the simple interface that it requires." so that i can't get too nuts with it so that i can keep keep up with it so i only mention that in the hope that it might spare you some you know hand wringing of like oh i want to make this this video special video or something I i think it'd be more fun for for me as a follower to you know experience regular updates that were unpolished rather than more polished Oh, sure. fewer updates.
0: Well, and I mean, but part of it too is not necessarily like me wanting to pause because to polish the videos, it's the, there, there's a, going to be a, a, a pretty fair amount of money involved in this that I can't just all sync. I, I might be, there's going to be times I'm sure where I will be working faster than I will be able to put money into it. Uh, oh yeah. But, so I might have to, that's why I don't want to have a, like. I will put videos out as I can, as I'm regularly working. Uh, Maybe that's one way that I can do it. Like I'll just I'll I'll stick to some kind of schedule while I'm plugging through something, Um, and then, you know, if I have to take a pause because I'm saving to buy my next part or the next thing I'm going to do, I'll just say that on a video. Uh,
1: Yeah, I remember that's what I they said at the time. I'm like, I'm doing this every week. If only to hold myself accountable to say this week like shit's not going good <laughs> yeah yeah But there was always kind of something it, it it did help but but regardless i mean all forward motion counts and i, I love the way that you're talking about how energized you are about it and yeah. i have zero i mean there's... i see space invaders i think uh kevin flynn mentioned that in tron and that makes me excited but oh nice. other than that have no like connection to it so well, but about but well, at the space same time, invaders was an
0: arcade game that was super hugely popular and so they tried to they tried to capitalize on that and the ridley scott movie at the same time and combine them into pinball and Ooh. uh that's what came into this pinball machine and then that's what led to the the lawsuit i talked about that in the video too that they actually got sued for Bally bali got sued for that pinball machine because it looked too much like the alien in Ridley Scott's alien. Yeah, I could see a little bit. And then, so they had to pay licensing. They made a le- over 11,000 of those machines. They had to pay licensing rights for every one of those machines.
1: I think the people that made a quiet place might be in a little bit of trouble from the Demogorgon folks from stranger oh, things. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Though I'm really upset. Like,
0: yeah, ugh,
1: it grossed me out so much.
0: So, but all right, you dragon, you're looking pretty rough. Oh, uh, no i'm
1: okay um I'm, I'm 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 excited to see to see whatever and however you want to share that information i do want to make good in a couple promises i made to sh- just show some shit so again you gotta be watching the youtube video for this oh yeah Let's see. this is the one uh mad ball i could find
0: oh
1: yes <laughs> oh it's so creepy I it remember is. there was like a, a home video too. I don't I only watched it once. It was one of those things I, I rented once from the giant eagle in Wadsworth, which I can picture yeah. so clearly in the late eighties. It was very different. It was like you know, like those hot dog stands and stuff like you see on the street? Yeah. The initial giant eagle video was not much bigger than one of those. Yeah. And I can picture that plain as day. And I can picture weird shit too, like movies I ever never even saw. Like uh Oh, shit, I don't even know. Like starred like Robert Redford or something that I could never see. Like in the late eighties, because I was a child. But I can picture it on this tiny bit of real estate, in John Eagle. Anyway, one of those videos was the Mad Ball, Mad Ball, movie, which I I only I thought I had a bunch, but I really only have this guy. And, mm. and I have like a couple other ones, like the Wolfman and Dracula, that were like kind of knockoffs, but they're not proper Mad Balls.
0: That's awesome
1: uh and not to get into it too much but it was just on the end uh because it was a ViewMaster box too it says voltron yes these these ViewMasters are fucking magic um
0: really and are. then Funny, i had the mad ball that they have in in ready player one that green oh, one literally i think, the same like, one yeah like that i oh. that it looked like the one that i had oh uh, really do you ever see that movie do you know what i'm talking about which one the the mad it ball movie a,
1: it was a home video thing. I know, don't know. Like, I was
0: a big fan of the My Pet Monster movie.
1: Oh my fuck! Are you out of your mind? We've never talked about this. Did you watch the My Pet Monster movie? I th- dude, we're gonna have to talk a lot more about this. I'm gonna have to table this. I can't even begin to get into this. I've got a downstairs on VHS that I got from Hometown Video, like previously. Where he knew. goes to the
0: museum and turns into the My Pet Monster. I can't even.
1: Like, we're going to have to talk a lot more about this. Yes. Yes. I was, And that's why I know. Actually, you know, I don't think I ever saw that Madballs movie. I think I saw the preview on the My Pet Monster tape.
0: That's where I'm thinking that's exactly <laughs> it.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Well, to be continued, because now Holy. I feel like we should... Yeah, do you have, you have a means of watching My Pet Monster? Do you need me to, to digitize I, uh, it?
0: Maybe... <laughs> Holy shit. Let you me know, have to like that monster movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. And I can't wait to watch it and talk about it. Melanie in her in her yellow sweater. All right. Oh, I'll hook you up somehow. Jesus. We might I think we might have to have an episode on that. Fuck i got a lot to say i thought i was
0: that. the only one i thought i was the only one
1: no <laughs> not at all <laughs> like that movie's a big deal for me
0: <laughs> yeah wow That's... i'm
1: so pleased <laughs>
0: so my mom my mom's neat i she's my cousin but she was do you have cousins in your family that are like clearly not your cousin like they they would be like your uncle or aunt you know what i mean like i don't i don't have that but i have experience you know what i'm talking about like because my mom was like one of like nine kids and so she was my mom was born on her sister's sweet 16th birthday right and so that was this neat her that sister's daughter so she was you know what I mean? So it was my cousin. She's my cousin, but she was like, she was. I feel like I'm in age. Chinatown right now. <laughs>
1: you know, getting smacked like. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Your, sister. I'm your
0: mother? No, no. She so she's my cousin, but she was. But growing up, she was a grown up. Like she would, I would have called her aunt. Oh, okay. You know oh, what I, I mean? It. Like that helps. So. Yeah. Um. But she had this. They lived in the. They lived in like the Black River School District in Northeast Ohio, which is like in the middle of boonies nowhere. So they had a huge VHS collection, gigantic VHS collection, and we had HBO. That's like we didn't have movies, you know, and so when we would go to visit her, she would always let me borrow a movie, and I only ever borrowed, she had two movies, and I only ever borrowed, like, that I that I borrowed. One of them was Explorers, which is... This little movie that's got River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke and another kid that they build. Again, kids on an adventure build a spaceship and go and meet aliens in space. It's amazing. Fantastic movie. I would borrow that one. The other one I borrow would be My Pet Monster. She's still to this day. If I see her, she's like, you only ever borrowed Explorers and My (laughs) Pet Monster. Like... Maybe we Uh, should do
1: them together because I've actually never seen Explorers, but always wanted to.
0: Really? Oh, maybe. I think I would like it. Like, a lot of people have not seen Explorers. I've heard
1: of it, though. Like, I've heard of it. It's so good. And,
0: and like, Steven Spielberg is involved in that one. I don't think he directed that one, but he produced it for sure. And River Phoenix is young, and uh, Ethan Hawke is young in it. And, like, there's just all this quirky shit. God damn. DM is that movie f- they build a spaceship out of a tilt-a-whirl like there's just it's like that's another great just kid adventure movie. Yeah, that would be a I, great episode.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally on for that. It's so yeah. fun. well I'll save it for that episode. But right, but yeah. So the,
0: well, the, let's <laughs> all right, so we're talking about episodes you got anything oh, else yeah. you want to show? Let's do the, some the stuff. last
1: thing I did oh, want yeah. to just just throw out there, and I, it's not really proper King Corner, but we were talking about The Shining and stuff. Um, so my book club edition of The Shining, so you can see here on YouTube, and I was I was gonna say I'll tweet it, but I'm gonna make people go to YouTube for this. So I don't know if you can tell this from the, but so on the cover of the the, the original dust jacket, to me jack torrance looks exactly like jason patrick and and uh wendy looks exactly like uma Thurman. yeah yeah so obviously like at the time that could not have been i don't know danny but but i would like to see that like if like because we have i don't know if the uh, steven weber version has but like wendy is like a blonde kind of like hot chick (laughs) i mean for lack of a better right and and in in uh, Stanley Kubrick's movie, which I I do love, like uh, that's not the portrayal that Shelley Duvall is able to bring to the table, and and then well, no, Jason Patrick she's
0: being fucking terrorized the whole goddamn time by Stanley fucking Kubrick.
1: Yeah, she made her and she a I mean,
0: goddamn wreck. Right, right,
1: but oh man, even close up, like you won't even be able to see on the video how much this looks like those two people. So I would love to see that version somehow in like some kind of like. Ready Player One world because it'd have to be virtual, like you know. They're yeah. both too old now. Yeah. And then they would have been too young. But that, yeah. So it's just a little thing I wanted to tag up on. Oh,
0: that's. But awesome.
1: episodes. What were you? What were you
0: thinking? Well, let's do the My Little mo- My My Pet Monster.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll see if I can somehow get that movie to you if it's not too copy protected or whatever. But I can't wait. But, um, I. Yeah,
0: it's pretty <laughs> low budget. I couldn't see there being a copyright protection, and it app. was
1: early. It might be before copyright protection. I might be
0: able yeah. to like just do it simply. Um, in an Explorers episode, and Explorers I think is on Netflix. I'm pretty confident it is. Oh, cool. Uh, and okay. I I should check those streaming services. The My Pet, you'd never. Oh, I, my pet monster might be on YouTube honestly oh that's probably true yeah, yeah um i find i'm so frustrated with streaming services like literally every
1: time i try to find a movie i want to see in particular yeah never i've yeah. never been there except for uh kid adventures this is um a short aside just a recommendation uh i did see the florida project which i didn't know much about um i have a vague vague notion of uh and i saw it the bride suggested two movies and that was one of them and i preferred that one and it's 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 more than that but it is as i like to call it as an that i've more discovered as an adult like um stranger things or it or whatever it's like serious kid business (laughs) that is going on (laughs) and like young kids like um and and it's, so there's more. So uh, there's more to it. Maybe it's kind of, uh, it's not as like all fun and games, I guess, but it's it's enough of that. Anyway, so I, I would definitely recommend that. I, I really liked that movie, um, The Florida Project, which if you're hearing this in the n- near future from when we're recording it on April 11th, 2018, is uh, on Amazon Prime. It was amazing. I was like, I'm like,
0: I said oh, to the brother, "This on is there, like to watch."
1: Yeah, I'm like this is the first time in re- in recent or any memory where I'm like, I'd love to see that movie, and I could see it on one of the streaming That's services awesome. that it was available to me. Yeah, yeah, and it was oh, it was so enjoyable. Amazon it Prime was,
0: actually, they're really trying. I really think they're trying to put forth an effort to to really take a bite out of that Netflix market. They just announced three really big projects. They have a multi hundred million dollar deal to do a Lord of the Rings televisions like, like series with Peter Jackson connected to it. Ooh. Um, another fantasy or science fiction series. I can't remember the name of that one. And then the last one um, it's, it hasn't been officially confirmed, but it's pretty much been confirmed. They are going to do it. The Dark Tower reboot television show. Holy shit. (laughs) Which is like, I'm just like, well, if I'm not getting rid of Prime anytime soon now, you know, like, whoa. Stephen King is just coming up roses right now as far as projects like that go. Like, because they're doing the, they're doing um, Castle Rock over on Hulu and then now this Dark Tower thing. Netflix has adapted a couple of his movies, Gerald's Game and then 1929 is one of his short like novellas that got adapted into a movie on Netflix. I mean, he's just he's really like knocking it out of the park on media right now. Um so that's awesome. Um I'm trying to think what oh I saw Annihilation, did uh, the the Alex Garland movie? No, we we Nancy
1: haven't Marvel seen that. yet. Barbie. I did see. Uh, I did see Ex, Ex Machina.
0: What did you think about Ex Machina?
1: Oh man, I feel like we should talk about it with like Double D or some other people. Like it was, you know, that's a big movie. Maybe just because I have to pee. I'm oh, sorry.
0: Pee clearly. But uh, she did I definitely enjoyed have... it. Uh, like that, that's what Ash and I kept saying. Is like she never even hesitated like she just oh. kept walking like kept walking
1: oh yeah yeah oh. didn't
0: even look back like uh, that's interesting yeah like and i have re- i
1: have dread on the counter uh, actually yeah um if i hadn't have fallen asleep <laughs> last weekend to the cyborg commentary and Got a, caught up in some things I'd see, I've seen dread as well, so that's all been on my mind. I'd I'd love to talk about that. But you more. did like Ex Machina though. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and that's not necessarily my cup of tea, like on paper. So yeah, that was. Just, what I did was the bride think about it. it?
0: Did she like it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't okay. talk about it a ton, uh, but I know she definitely liked it, I, and I, I know she wouldn't see it at the time.
0: I just love the intimacy of it because it's just the three of them.
1: Yeah, you barely see anyone else. I, you know, you see uh, like one other person, like the helicopter driver, right? Yeah. It, so cool. Well,
0: in the if you want to count the other robot woman, that like his like personal assistant, like oh, she yeah, was like, yeah. who was just bizarrely weird at that point, like you couldn't figure it out, and
1: yeah, no, no, that was cool. Oh, Actually, uh, so just so good. I can think straight, let me take like fifteen seconds or what, thirty seconds to just so I can talk to you. Give me just can one second. We'll yeah. be right, right back. <laughs>
2: Freddie with Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Nothing to fly us after the business, but Billy, what do you do to Max? me? We well,
1: Freddie, I usually like to spend a quiet evening at home with a few friends in Cult 45.
0: Yeah, I can dig that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dice, cold, 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 <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I have some friends waiting for me at home right now.
2: Billy, you sure you don't need me to come with you?
1: Sorry, my eyeballs are swimming.
0: No problem, <laughs> man. Back teeth were floating, huh? Mm-hmm. I
1: had that 40, and then uh, I've almost polished off two 12 ounces. I'm feeling not, like, fucked up. I'm just feeling so much happier than I was hours ago. Oh, awesome. <laughs> this has been very helpful. <laughs> What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, it'd be nice to talk about more about X Machina. Maybe I mean maybe I don't know. I miss uh it'd be great to get Twinkie and, and Double D with their, well, we're their coming sort of up to fifty, and we
0: said that they should at least be on every yeah. ten every for the every ten episodes.
1: That's true. We should be uh, working towards that. Is yeah, there a possibility we, 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 we could get you and Double D in the same
0: space? Is um that... no, he's like two hours, two and a half oh, hours. Okay.
1: Old. Fuck that. We'll we'll like save that for Logan then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean I maybe down into Columbus. So um well that's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. So all right, well so we have that show. We have the of course, you ever like how the fuck do you have fifty pens and you grab the one that doesn't work? Uh the My Pet oh, Monster I, Explorer yeah, episode. Good. Ex yeah. Machina, let's do an Ex Machina And Dread, let's put Dread in there together Oh yeah, because Twiki so just do like a, is familiar with that, right? Oh yeah, definitely um, okay. uh, And Alex Garland is I mean, we could talk about, he wrote The Beach, the book The Beach And then yeah. he wrote the script for The Beach that Danny Boyle directed That's how he got connected with Danny Boyle and then he wrote the script for – he worked on 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later, wrote the script for Sunshine, which I love Sunshine. I, I, that, I, I don't even know about that movie. Oh, only- that's a Danny Boyle movie. You got to watch that. That's Danny Boyle's science fiction movie. Really? This is why I love Danny Boyle is because he is a genre director in the sense that he directs different genres, not he sticks to one genre. He, yeah, he's like – Ang Lee, in that way, yes. Like yeah. he's just like, here's my horror movie. Here is my drama movie. Here is my science fiction movie. Here is my, you know, um, because if you were like, I mean, just look at, look at Twenty Eight Days Later, Train Spotting, and and uh, what's the one I just said? The science fiction one, Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine. All together if you were to watch the trailer for all three of those, you'd be like, there's no way that's the same director because they look like three different movies. Three. yeah. You know? Um, So uh, that's why I love his work, but okay. That's exciting. So yeah. In a dread episode, I w- really want to do the New Zealand horror, mm-hmm. like modern horror comedy or post. Would this be considered post contemporary? If, Oh, if, I, don't, uh, I don't know that term Neither do I I'm just, That and,
1: sounds made up yeah. but It sounds kind of cool
0: Yeah uh, How do you be folks post-contemporary? I don't know uh,
2: uh,
0: That's funny Well, because if if um, Peter Jackson was the contemporary horror, New Zealand horror director Right? Because contemporary is new Or current, right? Yeah So, because he created that new This new thing so they're after him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> these, yeah. these are all after him. <laughs> I, I'm a, I like it. All right. Uh, so uh, the the New Zealand uh, horror comedy trilogy episode.
1: One well, one of the things I like too about, or I've I've started to warm to the idea of wanting to make sure these episodes happen. Is that like maybe everyone doesn't, hasn't seen everything. So, to take the alien uh, thing as an example, like I I think Pumps is super into that. It's like I haven't seen those yet, but I wouldn't, at this stage in the game, I'd be more interested to have that conversation and have those movies kind of quote unquote spoiled by it before I see them because I'm going to, I'll still see them and enjoy them. But like, I think it'd be worth it, like to have that. So something like the the tri- trilogy episodes, like the horror trilogy. If we can't all see all of them, maybe one person has each movie. Kind yeah. Of thing. Oh yeah, no, so that's starting that, to Absolutely works. Because I'm yeah, I'm just I'm so excited to have the conversations and yeah, it, I might not get around to seeing the movies necessarily like before. It would be harder, but anyway. So that's something I was thinking of that could help facilitate making sure that they happen sooner rather than later.
0: Uh, there's the Logan pumps episode.
1: Oh yeah. I think, uh, that my pet monster, uh, whether that that's combined with explorers or separate, I think that'd be really fun. Just, oh, yeah. even if it's not an entire episode, but that's a, that's a fun focus. I have great fondness for that. Flight uh, of the navigator.
0: Can movie. we put Flight of the navigator in there? Fuck too? yeah. Oh, oh man.
1: Jesus. That, that feels appropriate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, those are like time. those three i would consider like the, well definitely explorers and flight of the navigator were like the b knockoffs from like the like i those were like the go bots of the kids adventure movies you know <laughs> like goonies and um Go-Bots. i'm trying to think what else they, they, those well monster to...
1: squads like go bots of goonies or at oh least yeah like the, yeah the universal like... monster version
0: yeah <laughs> but all they're all so fucking fantastic like I recently watched monster squad. I mean, within the last like year or two, I watched it. It's so good. Like, it's just so good. They're like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's campy and funny and the kids cuss and like, yeah, the guy the, he's casting bullets in high school shop class. <laughs> like what? No. like, I that know. doesn't even, that didn't even make sense in the '80s. <laughs> like, it's it's, cra- it's like whips
1: that that kind. That's the kind of movie that could have been made now as like a retro thing for then. It yeah. was yeah. It, it was crazy. I mean, of course, I didn't realize that at the time. Uh, but and and you know that's written by Shane Black, who right. wrote Lethal Weapon, and that's like that's the Lethal Weapon house. Yeah, <laughs> like the,
0: that's the yeah. the
1: they use the same like home. Oh, yeah. And that,
0: what is she, the mom
1: in... She's wait, Robert Zemeckis' wife, I think.
0: Yeah, but she, the mom in Monster Squad is the mom and something else that's associated with that, too. And I forget, like, or is she the, or is she... No, she's, she's not.
1: She's, I mean, what I know her most readily from is she's the psychiatrist in Elite The Weapon films, but she's something else, too. Oh, like, yeah. She was often, and I, I think I'm wrong about the Robert Zemeckis married thing, maybe, but... Yeah, that actress, I think she might have even passed away now, but yeah, I think of her so fondly like coming up on Riggs and Riggs is like, you know, dislocating his shoulder to win some like petty money and the and the policeman's like uh bullpen and she's like, you know, detective, you can always come
0: <laughs> to see me and talk about your problems. <laughs> anyway. Man, Moto is like giving us all kinds of good stuff on here. He Let's see here. I should see his Christmas lights. Ah. He really liked the video? He said everything sounds good. Oh yeah. Um Christmas lights. Oh, Christmas tree. Yeah. The
1: Lethal Weapon Christmas tree?
0: <laughs> oh, he says he meant Christmas tree. He's like, uh it's pretty awesome unless you're trying to sleep because when they came for the um Des Moines trip double d crashed on the couch <laughs> and the christmas tree was on all night so That's, <laughs> say. Oh, that's nice. and he says he's probably going to need to jump in on the my pet monster show <gasps> oh
1: yes that's crazy because he it's said so... late night oh. supposed to
0: be sleeping and i'm for and i'm forced my pet monster movie on on d meaning oh. you what oh man i'm excited about this in New York, on a music tour, yeah, oh my God, and now he's saying he needs to rewatch Monster Squad, yes, see, like we should just do an eighties advent- kids adventure movies, like we should just do a serial, like we're like yeah, maybe we absolutely should like every other episode until we get through all of our favorite ones or something, or like yeah, we're we I, I mean, an episode I, I on f- a, on a good eighties kids adventure movie,
1: well, I feel too like. Uh, like I, I so want to do that, and I don't want to like cram it. I feel like we just talk about like, hey, you want to watch Monster Squad for next week? <laughs> yeah. And then we make sure we do it, and then we yeah. just because yes. I think all that stuff. I don't want to like cram it into one show because there's so much. You're fun exactly things. right.
0: Like I mean, well, I mean, the My Pet Monster may might be hard to talk about for an entire episode.
1: Yeah, I could yeah.
0: talk about Explorers for an entire episode. I, I mean, oh, I easily. That's I'm I can talk. I that. know. That I'm pretty confident you could talk about Monster Squad for an entire episode. Between yeah, the tickets, it's, us, it's like all the things the that it leads no to problem. Right? Goonies, No problem. I could talk about Goonies. I could talk about Goonies all day long. You know,
1: we should just throw the that stuff as it's developing between the two of us out to yeah. the cast uh, text and just make sure people don't like are like, oh, I went in on that because yeah. I wouldn't have known that that Moto remembered my pet
0: monster that well. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so we, so and I think that might be a good way to try to bring entice them to come on um, for the things that they want to talk about. So, yeah. um I, 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 I like this idea of a new segment of like, like our favorite kids adventure movies or our favorite, like,
1: oh yeah, you know, I. I found that I've been enjoying that. So much. that wasn't something that I necessarily cotton to like growing up, but it's something that I've recognized recently. I didn't see Goonies until I was an adult. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm slow to and 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 it you know, like I didn't read that till last year. Saw that movie. All that feels you know fresh. Stranger Things. It's it's yep. It's I kind of crazy I uh, how that's in the zeitgeist
0: now. And I, you know, what's funny is all of those kids are trying to escape something. And that was me. I was, I, that's why I love movies. Cause I was just, that's was my escape. And those were that particular genre of movies. I'm going to say one that popped in that run, ran across my memory this week too, actually. And see if you remember, if you know these, Uh the first one is BMX bandits. Uh, oh i don't know Aust- that one but i know the title
1: it's, I think.
0: A, it's an australian movie starring a young nicole kidman Whoa. about uh these kids who ride bmx bikes and find like these walkie talkies that uh, there's something about something special about these but it's, basically it's like criminal these criminals try to hunt these kids down but they're on bmx bikes It sounds like
1: laming the cube on bikes.
0: Yeah. Like so close to that. Like, um, and then the other one, I, I can picture the box. This is one of those box art ones, the quest with, um, Henry Thomas from ET where it's him. Let me find the box art. Cause if you,
1: yeah. Cause for me, the quest is JCVD and, Oh so, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a remake of Bloodsport. That's not good.
0: <laughs> yes, right here. Now I know for a fact you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that.
1: Oh, vaguely. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that was him though.
0: This is another one. That's another like kids' adventure movie like that <laughs> with that gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at it. Uh, Wait, I got to send you the link to the Im- Google Images? Copy. Because there's this awesome picture of him with finger gloves on. Look at that. It's one, two, three, four over from the left on the top row. <laughs> and he's got his finger gloves up. He's like waving. He's like, yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> um... No, I like this as a new as a new segment where we'd like kind of like cut back, like decide to watch a kid's movie and like cut back and talk about it.
1: Oh, I love this idea. Oh, man. I feel like nostalgia. So sometimes like people use that as a dirty word, but to me, it it is not a dirty word.
0: (laughs) So I'm all for this. Oh, sharing a bed in Brooklyn. Yo that's what he tried to make you watch it when let's see, dude, he oh, tried to make God. you watch it uh my pet monster yeah that on night? my pet i was after a long interview, yeah,
1: I've been trying to make that interview for a document into a documentary for two and a half years, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> oh my God, and sharing a bed in Brooklyn, did you guys share a bed in Brooklyn? no comment, but yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh and he says he's on he's on for my pet monster and he's on for monster squad whenever we do monster squad for sure this is great fucking monster Squad, fat kid farted there was always a fat kid and i'm always like i could be the fat kid
1: (laughs) and i i wonder if that's why pump's called remember last week or last uh last episode we learned that pump's Referred to the row as vacate <laughs> because he felt like there needed to be like these certain paradigms. I think from these movies, yeah, and th- that was one of them. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah oh awesome. my god, yeah, yeah. Monster Squad ages insanely well. There's a couple of like unfortunate sort of uh, gay, you know, people call people fags back then and, and in a pretty flippant way. That even in the the I feel like the special edition came out I want to say ah, I can't nail it down I'm gonna say 20, 2007 but I think that's wrong it's a little bit later maybe yeah but the the director talks about it a little bit he's like ah. Eh. <laughs> unfortunately though like instead of being like yeah that's pretty insensitive or or shitty he's like yeah that's how people talk then
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but I other know. than that, it, yeah. it really ages quite well. He
0: wears a Stephen King Rule shirt though, that like that's right. For it's so like much. homemade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm on. I mean, I fucking
1: love Monster Squad. Yeah. But like, there is a there is a special edition like DVD. I don't know if it made it to Blu-ray. Probably that has like director's commentary and all this stuff because a cult sort of
0: sprung up over time. Yeah. No. I'm it's so like. Excited there's so in all of these movies I experienced I n- did not experience the majority of them through the, the theater like no, it was either HBO no. or VHS like those were how I experienced Verstron
1: video or whatever what's <laughs> that? Verstron video what am I it's um Verstron what are you talking about? Ver Strong video let me see if I can find I get to the bottom of it quick no
0: uh
1: I'll i just find rem- it for the I just, episode. I guess I just remember
0: it's... in the '80s too. Like, I we had HBO when we lived down in the villas. We had HBO forever, and I feel like they had a direct line to like all of Canon films because, like, I remember Electric Boogaloo was like Breaking Two. Electric Boogaloo was on there. <laughs> yeah, day uh, like, like they that. would run run that all the time. They would run, uh. There's a couple other canon films that they would just cycle through all the time that I watched. But yeah, man, these these adventure movies, they were my bread and butter. There it is. Vestron
1: video. What is Vestron? You would know it to see to see the... Uh, I'm going to send you the... Just real quick. Uh, hopefully I didn't add an extra character there to mess it up. Oh, I might have added a period yep. by
0: accident. Yep, That's totally right. know that logo.
1: They're they're kind of back though. Like they have some kind of home video presence. Yeah, I can't remember how I came across it, but I'm like, oh my god, I'm so pleased that these people are continuing this. That's CBS awesome, Fox. Oh, I'm. There's so much to look forward to here. This has been such a uh, such a sort of palate cleansing. Soul soothing. I literally today. I don't know how much of this to share? Like you were, you were still recording tonight. All this, I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm and all that's bouncing back and forth between like trying to do the work. It's uh oh, I don't know. A big thing for me is like if I could just do the work that I'm supposed to do during the day, the work, the video that I'm supposed to make, that'd be great. That's awesome. I can do it. I'm doing it for somebody else. Happy to do it. Go home. Do my own shit. But on top of that, there's like, the thing that I keep coming back to is like, I want to feel good about not only the, I want to feel good about the thing I'm making for someone, but I don't want to have to feel guilty about all the things that I can't be doing right now. All the videos I can't be. And there's been this, this time of year, there's a huge project that always has to like hundreds and hundreds of hours that in multi, all these people has to be churned out but it, for some reason, like the the constituency I serve, their brains turn and like all these other requests come in. It's a nightmare. Oh. Anyway, so I'm bouncing that. The bride's trying to do our taxes and I'm trying to like not freak out in the things that she asked me to look for. So I'm trying to archive. The, I had a huge win this week, this last week. But I'm trying to put together this. 10th anniversary thing of the dog days. My first album I recorded on this software and all of these backups were in this proprietary software that I could not access. And I thought we're gone forever beyond like the elements that I was able to preserve. And there are a few songs that I was like, man, it'd be really nice if I could fix this or like not record anything new, just go back, tweak some stuff. And between something Moto found and some resources I had at work, like I was able to rescue everything from these like awesome. discs that 134 discs <laughs> that I had made, yeah. not all of which I, but a lot of shit anyway. So I'm like, I'm just freaking out,
0: freaking
1: out. Like nothing's really wrong, but just too much going on. Yeah. Literally three computers in front of me, trying to do a million things. Stimmed Stimmed in the out. Bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking out led to the, to the day that I described, but I went to the bathroom <laughs> For, for more than thirty seconds and then and I was literally like how do you go about getting in therapy? <laughs> All this stuff. And um my mental process is going through that I'm like, "Ah, oh, I can't imagine anything they could like therapy could truly do for me at this moment that I couldn't do for myself, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, wait a second. I literally stopped in my mind before I wiped. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I got dude therapy tonight, man. (laughs) Yep. And that was the beginning of like shifting my whole sort of mental processes to make me now go to sleep feeling so much better. So thank you for providing that. Oh, buddy, I'm so glad you feel
0: better. I'm sorry you had a shitty day you too
1: uh, I, I i i i sorry we were a mirror image of frustration at the beginning but i yeah i hope you feel as good as i do coming out of it
0: absolutely my face just i could not explain to ash other than after the pumps the the last episode we recorded with pumps i was like she's like how is this show and i was just like my face just hurts <laughs> because i from like laughing and smiling so much.
1: It's killing me. And right. uh that's an
0: old bride and my my cheeks hurt tonight again, like from just like smiling and laughing so much. So oh, no, man. it it totally this like is this great thing that I'm still gonna continue to do even if it's for five people on the like, you know, they're my five people and it matters to us, and that's yeah. Totally worth it, you know, so uh I totally
1: forget sometimes that people are listening,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's and th- so that's just an added bonus, you know, so yeah, yeah. um this is i have I have, so I have so much cheaper than 30. i have I have such great ideas for the future of this show and like things that we want to do and like exciting things uh there's we there's one I don't want to spoil it, but I almost have to because it's tied to the pinball thing but there's a there's a a body shop this is just a little teaser and then we can get off here but this is an idea that I have I might be able to put my hands on a 1989 batmobile whoa in Dayton Oh my fuck yeah uh yeah so that my, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to make that happen. Uh there's a body shop here in Dayton that was commissioned for making the the bat the batmobile. And so if you drive sometimes if you drive by their shop, they have it in their front they have like their mock up in the front window. Like it's just there. You can just see it. It's crazy. Whoa. whoa. So I'm going to try to shoot a video of that for the show that would be amazing yeah that would be amazing so, and, and talk to these guys because I, I really want them i want to see how much they would charge and if they would let me shoot video of them clear coding in the play field when i get to that point for my oh, pinball shit. machine so which would be another video with them so yeah well uh that's that's something to come but buddy it's this has been an absolute blast but it's twelve fifteen. we both got to work tomorrow which <laughs> yeah. sucks I get to work from home. I don't know if you do. Uh, no,
1: not for the. But that that's okay. Actually, this was yeah, so worth it. It's
0: totally worth it, though. Uh, don't stay up all night. Don't drink after we're done potting. Like you're. No. I'm just like,
1: like I'm gonna go finish the cyborg commentary. No, no, don't go listen to that
0: comment commentary. Go, go curl up with the bride and cuddle a little bit and just feel good about that and get a good night's sleep. Better call. Yeah. Better, better call Saul. So. <laughs> okay uh remember reach out to us at long uh lwsdpod at gmail.com uh follow us on twitter at lwsdpod you can subscribe at your favorite platform by searching for long long short drink you'd be able to find us on there to get our um, audio podcasts that come out every other tuesday um subscribe on youtube we're still trying to get that 100 subscribers so that we can get our unique url we're kind of close to that so please subscribe on youtube click the bell to get the notifications for all of our live recordings of our podcast episodes which this happens to be if you're watching this right now um head over to our sponsor audibletrial.com lwsd sign up for your audible trial and get your free audiobook listen to um dexter reed pet cemetery that's or, right. Or um, You
1: could re- listen to Campbell Scott read The Shining, or yep. uh, did I close this? You could listen Which to Will Wheaton. Reading. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. You could listen to Will Wheaton read Ready Player One.
0: Oh, that's great. Like, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so sign up for one of those. Uh, I am Palmer. Broad, I'm Dave. Or, yeah, <laughs> podcasting from Dayton, Ohio. I had to remember where I was at. Uh,
1: and I'm Dave uh, uh, signing off from Northfield, Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Long Workers. Have a great night.